Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, we have a great show today. We have Terion Flash Ware uh, in the studio, uh, a young up-and-coming fighter who's 14 and 5, a badass fighter, beating some good guys. We'll talk to him for a second in, in a little bit. Uh, we also have Ian Harris, who's a, a hilarious comedian as well as fighter who's now banned from someone on Facebook for exposing gluten. Uh, we're, we are going to get into that. Uh, we also have CB Gold, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the most mysterious man of all time. Uh, and, of course, we have maybe have a great show. We have the bare knuckle press conference between Bobby Gunn and Shannon Rich. The first ever bare knuckle. They're fighting in bare knuckle fighting. Uh, what is it? June 11th? In, in, in Miami, and uh, the guy, Damon Martin, I think, Damon Feldman, I think, promoting it, the guy who does all the celebrity boxing. So we're going to talk to them about that. Uh, we also have Angela Hill, who's fighting for the Invicta title uh, this Saturday night, which I'm going to go to that and watch that, Angie Hill, uh, as well as Brandon Six Guns uh, Gibson, who is the, um, the trainer for all the guys over at Jackson Winklejohn, as well as Lou Trishan who's now John Jones' nutrition coach. We've got to talk to him about that. Uh, make sure he's not taking... Uh... Yeah, okay. So here we go. <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher. Do you feel like you need to make some changes in your life? Wake up and take back control. Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. It's an audiobook narrated by Decipher's chief executive manager and head sports agent, Daniel Martinez. Expect some huge truth bombs, as well as... Some great information on how to make your life better. This dude knows what he's talking about. I'm telling you. And guess what? You can download it uh, on a lot of different tracks. And uh, you can get it on iTunes, Google Play, all kinds of stuff. Uh, directly on their website on decipher.com. That's di-cipher.com. I've listened to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. My life is astronomically better because of this. So download it. Decipher Life. This guy knows what he's talking about. Bubba Jenkins talks about how this guy's helped him. This guy's helped a lot of fighters. I only endorse products that I know work for me. Uh, so check them out. Decipher Life. Also, they do life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, help everyone from CEOs to, uh, to boxers, to comedians, to fighters, salespeople, house moms, and yes, even porn stars. So if you're a porn star listening to the podcast, Call, uh, contact Decipher Life, and you can get 10% off if you use the code ROASTED. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. I'm sure Ian knows about this. Okay, we talked to how many fighters that are part-time waiters, bouncers, strippers, you know, all kinds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible, okay? So, tipafighter.com, where you could directly tip the fighter. Tipafighter.com, uh, I know over the weekend, Jordan Parsons, Got into a terrible accident, and now Bubba Jenkins set up a Tip of Fighter account where all the proceeds go to him, 100%. Tipofighter.com, 
help out Jordan. Uh, also, this week, a lot of Invicta fighters with Tip a Fighter. One of them is Shannon Sin. I know she sounds like a porn star. She's not. She's an actual fighter. Uh, help her out. Uh, throw money her way. Fighters are working their asses off. They're entertaining the shit out of me. So I feel like I'm going to tip them. So, how am I doing? Good. I'm shooting this MTV show on Wednesday. Excited about that. Uh, it's the kind of, you have to like, tell your stories and then they, they recreate them. It's a really cool thing. But I've actually had to like, I've done like 20 sets in the past five days. I'm not really a storyteller. I'm a joke teller. So I had to like make my jokes into stories. So that's been a... Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I did a show last Wednesday. I drove an hour to a gig in um, Corona, California. There was about seven people there. Uh, <laughs> but they were a good seven. And I'm sure, Ian, you know, oh, yeah. sometimes a good seven is better than a shitty hundred. Uh, Absolutely. And so that, that was that. And then Thursday, I did the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Uh, Cody Bollinger came to the show, hung out with Cody. Love oh, that, dude. It wasn't in Long Beach? It was in Long Beach, right. Laugh Factory. What did I say? Uh, Hollywood. Oh, Laugh Factory in Long Beach. I would have shown up. Yeah, yeah, he came. (laughs) CB knows my schedule better than me. Uh, He was there with Joe Merritt. Uh, That that was awesome. Uh, You know, Joe Merritt's a guy that took a fight on short notice to get into the UFC, uh, lost to the Cowboy, the Brazilian Cowboy, and then got cut. It's just like, fuck, man. Lost a unanimous decision. Didn't even, like... You know, get knocked out or anything. It's That's just a little strange. Yeah, they let him go after one, and he took a short notice. Yeah, so uh, he's looking for a fight. He lost his next fight. He broke his rib during the fight, and I think in the RFA. And now he's trying to get back. He's looking for a fight, as well as Cody is. Cody's wife is so smoking hot. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. I actually, when I saw her, I'm like, "Wow, I didn't recognize you with your clothes on." Uh, <laughs> but she was a good sport. She laughed. Uh, Cody laughed. Thank God. Uh, but the uh, Millennium guys came. That was cool. Friday, I did a show at the Ha Ha hosted. My 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 girlfriend came, so we hung out in between sets in the green room. I was like, "Hey, want to come to the green room? It's gonna be awesome." Uh, she was was not impressed by a green room. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was great seeing her and Tyler. Uh, and Saturday I did the the Ice House at six o'clock. They edited a show, and there was this kid who uh, I think he had some kind of special needs. But every time you told the joke, he went ballistic. Like it was the funniest thing he's ever heard. Nice. To the point where the comics were kind of like they didn't want to make fun of him. I, I, you don't want to make fun of me either, but you have to acknowledge it. Uh, right. You could tell because he was like running up and down the room every time you told the joke. So I was like, "This is my son." Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "How much Adderall do you have this kid on?" The, pa- the parents were loving it. I gave him a big hug after the show. That was that was awesome. Then I did a show at the Laugh Factory that night. Uh, you know, so that that was cool. And then la- hung out with the girlfriend yesterday. Went to Venice Beach. Ran into Ben and his girlfriend. That was that was pretty adorable. You've been seen in a few different places. I know my girl saw you at a newsstand the yeah, other day. My girlfriend like, saw me at a newsstand. Yeah, that, that, she really is Psycho's girlfriend. Yeah, it's, she's it's talking to me out. as well. And as of uh, as at the end of May, we're actually no longer going to be on Sideshow Network. So I'm building a podcast studio out of my apartment. So I went out and bought all this stuff. Spent 500 bucks a couple months ago because I was preparing for this day because I, I, I don't want to like ever miss a week. And then I realized I brought the wrong stuff and I threw away the boxes. So now I have $300 worth of uh, microphones I don't need uh, because it goes directly into the, into the, the computer as opposed to the soundboard. So if anyone wants to buy some microphones, let me know. Uh, so I got to go to Fry's and try to ask them if I can. I have one in a box and two not in a box. They think they'll, they'll return it if I have a receipt. I mean, there's no box. They might, you know, open, they might put it on an open box. Or, have or like, restock, like a small restocking fee to put it back in a new box. Or whatever. If it was like Best Buy, I could say they would do it because you could throw the box at yeah. them and they'll still return it. Fry's, 
That's that's a little different. Uh, You're walking into downtown Tehran when you walk through those doors. <laughs> Thanks, man. So that's so that's that. And then last night I did a show at, at a youth hostel because uh, and that was good. Actually, they were the ones that spoke English were laughing. Um, <laughs> so that that was that was fun. And then uh, and then uh, good news. My I took my dog over to uh, to Breeze to sleep, and she actually my dog likes her cat. My dog likes everything but dogs. He was used as a bait for pit bull fighting. Oh, really? We we think, and he's got missing ears and grinding teeth and scars everywhere. He sees yeah. dogs, he attacks. So I've been trying to integrate him more. So I walk him, and then when I see a friendly dog, I'll explain that to the dog owner, and then I'll I'll turn my dogs around so that their dog directly sniffs my dog's ass, and then I go turn their dog around. So I, I try to. And that way, they're like, hey, this dog's cool. But my girl was kind of freaked out by that way of introducing because she was worried. <laughs> so she walked away going, I don't – she was so – I had to explain that. So that was like – and then, you know – but my dog likes her cat, which is good. Which is Miles, good. right? Miles likes her cat. He likes cats. He likes cats. He likes rats. He likes snails. He likes <laughs> everything. He's like Chewy. He's a pussy man. He likes everything but dogs. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, – and how was your week, CB? It was pretty good. Um you know, Saturday, I don't remember what I did Thursday and Friday. I've just been at the house taking care of the pups and stuff. Um, Saturday, I watched Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Shorty Torres got another victory. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, yesterday, hung out with Rampage. Kind of a giant letdown, man. Why is that? He's not the Rampage he used to be. What happened? He's not as fan-friendly as he used to be, and I've met him Well, I mean, so you hung out with Rampage. What do you mean? Like, you went to go see him at his, like, at his gym? He, no, he uh, he was doing a signing. It was a boys and girls club uh, charity event at Toyota of Glendale. So I woke up super early. My friend drove in from San Diego so we could hang out with him. And um, he just he used to be super friendly, like joking and having fun with fans. Now it was just kind of like he he didn't seem like he wanted to be there yep. except for the boys and girls kids that yeah. were there. Um, and I was trying to talk to him, and, and you know, where are you? Where's your gym? At? I don't got a gym. Yeah. I go, so you're training in your mother's basement. What, you got to right. fight in a few weeks, a few months. And he just—he's not the same. It's hard to believe that he wouldn't want to be in a at a Toyota of Glendale at seven in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was an eleven a.m. signing, but I was there. At it like was Toyota of Glendale. That's where it was. Yeah, it was right on Brand Boulevard, right down the street from GFC. <laughs> I almost was like, oh, let's go see Ronda. Right, but um. Yeah, and then at the end, I was just like asking him for photos, and he was like, "I'm only doing one," and it, it just—I don't know—it it gave me a sour taste in my mouth because I'm used to the funny rampage that's joking around. Rampage told me I'm a Nazi one time, like as a joke because I have some of my tattoos, so I have like <laughs> fond memories. <laughs> no, he, does, he does seem like a little bit—I wouldn't say oh, bipolar, but he definitely seems like kind of a moody. Like when you oh, yeah. when you have the fun-loving rampage, you probably have the greatest guy in the world. But when he doesn't want to be somewhere. Yeah, you probably he just sees, does seem like that kind of a guy. And with all know? the concussions, it's probably not going to get any better. Yeah, I mean his name is Rampage. For, yeah, you know? exactly. yeah, it's it's funny because he drove in in a green Lamborghini, and the license plate was Lampage. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> funny. I thought that was cool. I was like, all right, it's a nice car. He came I hear in with you. I mean, in. I understand what you're saying, CB, and I I hear you. And my whole thing, like, like Amy Schumer has this thing where she won't take pictures with fans. I now, read that, and I'm like. Amy, come on! Like we're comedians. The fans pay our rent. The right. fans see our movies. The fan, like if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't be able to do this. So, like if one fan is an asshole, which maybe possibly would happen, then then you don't take it out on all the fans. You like just making it a, a blank statement. I'm not picking pictures. It's just come on, Amy. I think I think it's annoying though when um um we I remember one time we went to uh, years ago my old gym 
the one of the guys who was the owner used to train. He still trains uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. They're good friends. So one day we went to lunch in Culver City, and people would come to the table while you're eating lunch and be like, "Can we get a picture?" And it was just like like ten in a row. And I think and he was like, "I don't." He was a very nice guy. Yeah. I only met him the one time, but he was like, "I, I don't." I, am I? Outside something, but not now. He's like, I'm in the middle of when eating. That, He's is, like, that is yeah. it's really rude when, when I'm trying to eat lunch and 10 people are coming and going, hey, can I take a picture with you? And people are like walking away like, oh, what an asshole. And it's like, no, you came to the dude while he was eating yeah. that lunch. That's, that's like, got to be annoying. But at the same time, you know, like when I went out with me and Ron Jeremy went to a concert one time and that dude couldn't walk five feet without oh, people. Sure. He was sitting in his chair watching out. People were jumping on him. And and he, I, I he's know, used to that. He, I mean, <laughs> he did seem kind of like I never saw a guy more patient in my life. I would have been like, "Get the fuck off me! Don't do not right. jump on me!" You know, get, yeah. get like get. I would, but uh, Tom Green I saw one time at a at a diner, and I was hanging out with Tom Green, and people a lot of times they were drunk, and they were just coming up to him. Girls were just putting their arms around him, and he was like, "I think a lot of times it depends on like what type of." you know, celebrity you are in some ways. Like I think people think comedians are, are very, you know, like happy people or right. someone like Tom Green or the jackass guys. And they don't realize that a lot of times it's an act. Right. Uh, someone like Rampage, I guarantee people aren't jumping on him. And if they are, it's like, but yeah, sure. you know, at the same time, you're in the public eye, the public pays your rent, you, you know, it's you can't say things like I'm not taking pictures. You can, but well, especially then, if you're at a public event, that's what you're doing. It's yeah. not like he's at his house and right. people are knocking on his door. You're at, you're at a signing. I don't sign shit at a signing. Yeah, this, this, was, this was a paid signing, and it's like there was only usually signings I go to can be 200 more or more people. Chuck Liddell at the fight shop in Vegas one time had I think 1,500 people waiting outside. That I understand. You're not going to get to everybody. There was 30 of us maximum. Yeah. And me and my friend won a contest through Kiss FM to get VIP treatment there. I didn't feel like a VIP when I went home. I was on my way home. Me and my boy were like, the fuck just happened? Yeah. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. At the same time, I just, I know people that have worked with Rampage. I know it's like old trainers. And they said, those old trainers would tell me, like, dude, you don't don't know what Rampage is going to show up. Yeah. And uh, Mayhem sort of similar, you know. Uh, I think when your name is Rampage yesterday. or Mayhem, Mayhem. or Typhoon <laughs> or yeah, Hurricane exactly. or something, you kind of nickname is fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This guy's a little bit of a loose cannon. Now let's talk to a guy. We are we have a guy. We have I like having guys that you know before they become huge stars. And this dude Terry on where uh, Ian hit me up. Hey man, get my you got to get this guy. He was very very high on you. He's your trainer. Yeah, uh, you have a comedian trainer. It's, it's, that might be a, uh, <laughs> now. Problem. You're a guy. I was looking at your fights. Okay, you, your first RFA fight. You're a blue belt, and you submit a black belt in the fight. How the fuck does that happen? Um, I, it's you know what? To be honest, like it's one of those things where um, if I was in a tournament against a bunch of black belts, I'd probably get tapped out a million times. Right. Um, or, or just struggle. Maybe not tapped out. My, You're very my, arrogant, my by the way. But, okay, <laughs> right, my my defense is is, is pretty good. But um, when it when it when it comes to MMA, um, just like all aspects of MMA, um, it, it's my jiu-jitsu MMA is a lot better than you know that um, that so in a gi, you know what I mean? Like so, you know, I may be a blue belt in the gi, but when it comes to MMA and you're and you're dealing with strikes and you know you, you punch people in the face while you're on the ground and you know you're getting them tired, uh, it makes it a little easier. You so know, who so, who was this guy? You were fighting? Um, it was Zach. Chavez. Zach Chavez. Yeah. And I actually took that fight on like four days notice um, for, for somebody. 
And um, the owner of our and, gym, actually. Yeah, the owner of our He's gym. supposed to fight him and got injured. He got it. Yeah, he found out he had a broken nose the Monday of the fight. You know, so he calls me and I'm at work and you know I drop the sandwich and cookies and <laughs> get out of there and go start cutting. You know, working on cutting weight. And um, you know, just during the fight, you know, my plan was to stand up, and I knew the guy was a good wrestler and good grappler. Um, but I didn't realize how strong he was until like like within the first 15 seconds, he like launched me over his head. So it became just kind of a ground battle. But um, I ended up catching him in a triangle early in the first round, and the, um, I just felt like I could, you know, I can ha- hang with him on the ground when we were there. I was like, "These guys gonna take me down again? Like, there's not, I'm not gonna be able to stop it. He was just that strong." Um, you know, and in the second round, you know, we ended up in a, we ended up in a scramble. Um, I took his back and put him to sleep. Do you think taking the fight on Fortnite actually helped you because you didn't like if you take if you go in like two months, you have two months, you're like, okay, this guy's a black belt, he's a black belt. But with four days notice, you don't even think about how good he is on the ground. It actually helps you. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of that, but I, I mean, and, and also I was I was helping you know my my training partner or the you know, gym owner who was going to fight him f- for that fight. So I'd seen a little bit of the footage or whatever, but I wasn't really thinking about fighting him, and I wasn't really concerned about like you know his ground or anything like that. So when I went into the fight, um, it's just kind of like a blank canvas. So there was really you know no game plan outside of you know just doing what you know I'm best at, which is keeping it on the feet. Where did you grow up, by the way? Um, I grew up in L.A., Los Angeles. L.A. So where did you, you go to high school? Um, L.A. High School. L.A. High School. Yeah. Wow. And then, what, what, did you wrestle or? No, I actually the only grappling experience I, ha- I had was actually when I started MMA. But I did have I have a background. I've been doing karate since I was five, and I and I boxed a little bit in high school. So what's your uh, so you boxed in high school? And then when did you start becoming uh, when you a pro fighter? Um, I'm pro fighter about four years, a little bit less than four years ago. So you're twenty six. You're thirty now. Yeah. So when did you start training? Training. Training, it was about uh, three months two, before that. Uh, okay. so. Like two years before that, uh, a little bit less than two years. So it's been about five, five and a half years since I started training. So, okay. So, so guys out there who are 25 years old and thinking about still becoming a pro, it's not too late. Yeah. Uh, you could still do it. Uh, do, do, what kind of jobs have you had? Um, mostly just mainly um, um, a lot of uh, like dealing with sports, you know. So, I, I worked like at Sports Life for four and a half years, you know, um, when I first started, you know, MMA. Um, now I'm doing personal training. Um, I've worked security jobs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I even worked at auto mechanic. I worked at um, downtown Honda for like six months. Um, you know, so I've done, I've done a lot of different things, but ultimately I, I knew just, you know, being a fighter and being around fitness is what I wanted. Do you do. still have a job now, a full-time job? Yeah. What's yeah. your job now? I'm a personal trainer. Personal trainer. Nice. Now, I have a personal trainer, this girl that trains me, and I have a girlfriend, so I'm totally loyal. <laughs> but I could see how these 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 guys would get you know sucked up. Are, do you train a lot of chicks? Yeah. Now, when you're like bending them and like <laughs> stretching them, do they, do, they, do they hit on you or what? Ah, uh, it's 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 I don't know. It's it's it, come it, on. It's it's not no. It's not like it's not like black and white. Like hey, like do you want to go out and like that? But I, there's been times where I felt like. It was like, is she hitting on me? I, you know, and why she's um, topless or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, can we like, just stretch uh, for an hour? <laughs> like, 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 like some clients will like will, will show up, and it's like, why'd you wear that to the gym? Right, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't do personal like house calls? No, oh, no, okay. I work out. I work, it's, in, it's, in, it's in a gym. It's in a, oh, it's it's in in a gym. gym. It's in a gym okay. setting. So it's just like because Phil Baroni said he would bang chicks to, to get him to buy more sessions. <laughs> Smart, that's smart if you're single. Nice. Now uh, it's the same guy that's from like 8 p.m. to 5 p.m. the next day is in the same strip club. Though. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It's a very good point. Now you're 14 and five. The, f- the guys you fought, the the guys when you stepped up to that next level, you fought Luke Sanders, yeah. who's 11 and 0 in the UFC now. You fought Leandro Hugo, who's 16 and two. 
You fought Joe Soto, uh, who fought you know for a world title. This and, next fight, and you lost <laughs> to Jared Papazan, uh, who you then beat in boxing. Yeah, I watched that. That was pretty badass. <laughs> Uh, so what is it? What what do we got to do to get you to that next level? Uh, I just got to win, man. I just, I got to win that, that. I think I got to win that one big fight. You know, um, you know, I, twice. You know, I've had it, and I've gone up against you know really good guys, and um, you know, just just came up a little bit short. Um, you know, I think those guys, you know, at those time, you know, Joe Soto's been, you know, he was fighting for a world title in Bellator when you know I was working at Sportsly. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Um, you know, Luke Sanders has been, you know, training a little bit longer than me. Same thing with, you know, Leandro Higo's been, been training since, like, you know, 14, 15 years old. You know, at these times, these guys were training. I was in college, you know, playing football and baseball. So um, I think, you know, like right around, you know, around that five-year mark right now where I'm at, um, you know, everything's becoming more well-rounded for me. Um, and, you know, just getting better with, with the grapp- grappling aspect because that's really been the downfall, you know, in my career is just, um, you know, high-level wrestlers or really high-level jiu-jitsu guys where, you know, I've lost, you know, decisions or, you know, or just got out grappled and stuff like that. So um, I think, you know, you know, coming up, though, you know, my jiu-jitsu and my ground game has, has really, you know, gotten better. It's risen. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time, you know, one or two fights, you know, I, I beat that, you know, that big name guy with a, with a good record and I get in there. Who did you play football for? Um, I played football for um, um, East LA College and then I played semi-pro football for the California Longhorns. Damn. Did you guys have, have like, groupies then or no? No. <laughs> no groupies in, in semi-pro football? football? Well, I mean, there was, I didn't have any. I mean, there's a couple guys. I don't, I don't know if they're their girlfriends or, you know, things like that, but nah. So, Ian, so you, now you're high on this kid. Yeah. So you see him at the gym. I think he's, he's, he's downplaying his abilities, right? Is that what's going on right now? Uh, his, his, his striking is, I think, well, his striking is completely better than everybody else. Like, I, don't, I would put him striking-wise with anybody in the UFC. I mean, the only guy I say that, that I see would be a, a rough striking match at his weight would be Thomas Almeida. Everybody else, I mean, that, who's a kid that hits hard? <sighs> Gal Brandt or whatever. That, that, that guy's because he hits hard, tough fight. He's a good boxer. But this kid's striking is ridiculous. I've seen some of your high kicks. They're fucking insane. <laughs> he's like, really calm. That's the thing is like most guys are, aren't calm. Like he's just relaxed in there. Sometimes he's too relaxed. Like you need a little bit of, yeah. you know, get a little bit nervous, but so relaxed, so calm. That Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a different... It's a different thing when he's in there. Like you know, it's like, I don't I don't worry. Like there's some people I, I I worry about, and I'm like nervous. I don't get nervous a- anymore just because uh, I'm like, all right, he's going to do what he does. And now you're a black belt in karate. Yes. Nice. How come you're not a, a Dan? No, uh, Kyokushin. Well, what are you? Kyokushin. A, a Kyokushin? Yeah. Kyokushin. What's a, what's a Kyokushin? That's, uh, Kyokushin. Isn't that what CSP does? Yeah. Just style, style. style of karate. Uh, I, I was kidding about Dan. Oh. Somebody people are like I'm like a fourth Dan. A fourth what, Dan. Yeah. What does that mean? A fourth Dan. Well, it's, it's like level. when you when you get to black belt, it's just like that's you know they, I guess they didn't want to have it where it's just that's just it and you just you stop training. I know I know you you continue training. Um, so you can reach um, higher levels. It's mainly just through, through tournaments. You can't really. I mean, you've, at that point, you've really, you pretty much learned like all the techniques and whatever curriculum that your sensei has for you. Um, but and continue to do tournaments, and then also getting um, training people under you as well too. If you train someone to, you know, brown belt level, whatever, then you get your. Which now, are there point, like when I was a kid, they said that like karate guys knew. Pressure points to kill you in your neck. Is that is that true? It's fake. It's, it's, that's that's it's totally so fake. fake. Yeah, totally. Fake. Oh damn! All right. Okay. Got you. Yeah, I, I actually still every now and then get those guys because we go. Yeah, you know, the problem with UFC man and this MMA is that you can't really do 
you know, the real stuff. Like, you know, because, you know, I could fight those guys, but I'd have to kill them. I still, <laughs> I still get those guys. Like some old guys like, yeah, you know, man, I mean, you know, if I really use what I really know. Yeah. You know, there'd be dead people everywhere. And that, I mean, there's guys that <laughs> what about the guys that say they go like this and they could they go like... They shove the, your could, cartilage into your... Yeah, brain. they basically oh, yeah. make a... Tiger <laughs> what is it? A tiger palm and they could put your nose in the yeah. back of your head. Does that work? No, no, no. I mean, it's, 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 it's no different from getting hit with a right cross in the nose. It's like... Uh, that's, 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 if that's he tried work. it, he wouldn't be able to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Everyone, everyone would know. It's our secret I'm technique. all the secrets. Now... While I was looking you up, I, I Ian, the had, there were things that I had no idea that what you were doing. There was this thing <laughs> where you're this character where you wear a mustache <laughs> and, <laughs> and a karate gi, and, and you give terrible advice. <laughs> well, why do I not know about this? Why did you stop doing it? I understand some of the videos only had like four hits. Okay, however, <laughs> they were brilliant. And this, is, this is undiscovered talent. Uh, what are you doing? What is this? So this is like... 2008, we had this, this, I had this care. Okay. So years ago I did this, I do uh, I was up for mad TV and I got all the way to the producers and they said, we need four characters from you. So I created this character named Kenny Kip Kennedy, KKK. And he had a cooking show. Yeah. Kenny's country kitchen with all K's and everything he had to, he made was with pure ingredients, pure white flour, pure white. Everything was pure. Right. And he put on his, his apron and his chef's hat and he looked like a KKK guy. And it was, it was funny. They thought it was a little too harsh for Mad TV, apparently. So years later, like 2008, my, me and this guy, Chad George, who used to fight for WC, and this other guy, Ed Wedding, we were in, in Oklahoma um, for this fight, for a Bodog, Bodog fight. And we were there, and this, we were at this gym just training for the week, you know? And this guy comes in, and he brought in this young like Native American kid that he was training. And, um, and he's, you know, oh, yeah, you can train here. Uh, we'll, we'll train. We're just borrowing the same gym, you know? We're all fighting on the same event. And we're talking to the kid. And, um, and then I talked to this, we had these two trainers and this one was like this little wiry dude with a baseball hat said like cat and like a, he, he kind of looked like a redneck George Carlin. He had like a ponytail coming out the back. And this other dude was this big oafy guy with paint overalls with paint on him, you know? And I go, so are you guys his trainer? And the little guy goes, yeah, he's his trainer. He's his trainer. He's, he goes, he's, he's the Muay Thai champion around these parts. <laughs> and I go, I go, oh really? He goes, he goes, uh, um. He goes, man, he's like, he's like 36 and 0, man. And he goes, tell him about that last fight. And he goes, knocked him out in 30 seconds. And he goes, that boy had no goddamn business in that ring with me. And, and then they started talking about how they were going to, he's like, we got, you, you have any idea what a kinetic response is? Oh, God. And he goes, like, if I hit you here, you're going to react here. Well, we're teaching that to this young fella. Right? Uh, and that kid got taken down and tapped out in 10 seconds. Spell, and, spell and, kinetic and, response. Yeah. And Chad and I were upstairs and we're like, you see, when the, when the throat, when it goes around your neck, you kinetically respond by tapping three times on the mat. <laughs> and we were cracking up. So we came back. Me and this guy, Jeremy Humphreys, who used to train, he's a black belt and a great wrestler. Me and J Jeremy's from like Mississippi or something. So we started doing this character, Kenny, yeah. but as a karate guy, Kenny's Kempo Karate. And it blew up. Like the first one we did, Kenny's Kempo Karate, we had, it was all fake racism stuff. Like yeah. guys saying stuff that sounded racist but wasn't racist. And it blew up. And like all kinds of people were, were, um, we were talking about it. it was really good. So we started doing a TV show, and then it got into this thing where we had to, we were going to make a movie. Yeah, and we had like some 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 people, pretty good names attached, and uh, all these UFC guys were saying, "Yeah, we'll do a cameo in it." We had this whole Kenny's movie, and had the money, and the literal the guy who was putting up the money literally killed himself. Ah, oh. lost the money, and then I just pulled I just pulled it. I stopped doing it, and then recently I 
I started doing the you got to bring the, the Kenny's back. breakdown instead of the Gracie breakdown. Yeah, no, you got to bring Kenny. back the Kenny's great. It's so funny, man. I was watching you teach him that, and he was like trying not to laugh. And it was really funny, man. Really, oh, thanks, it was, man. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was one of those things. I'm like. Man, this dude's got to bring this back. The mustache is hilarious. The the, the, the gee is hilarious. You're funny. It's great. So we're going to call Brandon Six-Gun Gibson as well as Lutrition. I got a little beef with Lutrition. Uh, I don't really have any beef, but I got to talk to him about I think he's getting guys in too good of shape. Uh, to the point where it's not good fighting shape. Are you going to bring up Hendrix? I'm going to bring up Hendrix. I want to see what he says because Hendrix came in too ripped, too light. And, you know, he usually he gains 40 pounds at fight night and then wins because he has that dumb, you know, fat strength. <laughs> and he didn't have that in his last fight against Karate Guy, uh, against Wonder Boy. And, you know, I'm sure he had to do more game plan and everything else. But Hello. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you doing? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Adam. How you doing? Uh, good. I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah, you're a great striking coach. You, you've, you've worked with some amazing guys. I mean... Between John Jones and John Dodson and Donald Cerrone and and girls and Arlovsky and Holly Holm, you're, you're, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. I'm having some fun, yeah. Having some fun, nice. We're gonna call your boy Lutrition right now. We're gonna have uh, both you guys on the show. Uh, so we're gonna, okay, oh, cool. We're gonna get uh, so uh, yeah, good, good job, Brandon, with everything. Uh, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Now, uh, how's John looking uh, for his fight against Cormier? Oh man, I, you know, I just got off the phone with them, uh, you know, kind of letting them rest and recover a little bit this week and then we're ready to get right back on it. Where did you think of his fight against OSP? I thought it was a smart fight. I thought he was, uh, he was disciplined, you know, to fight a title, title fight and maybe take two punches in 25 minutes against a knockout artist like Ovens. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy with that. Your call has been forwarded. All right. So Lou's not picking up, so we're just going to have Brandon eight. on, uh, so yeah, I mean, do you think? Um, uh, I know that it seemed like Greg was upset that he had gained too much muscle for that fight, and said it made him tired. Do you think that was a, a factor? I think it's something you know. All of us coaches need to go and sit back, rewatch tape as a team, and sit down with John and discuss the changes we want to make going into this uh, bout against Cormier at UFC 200. But I think part of it is, uh, you know, I think John kind of fought at the pace that Ovens was fighting at. Um, I think that's real easy to do in fighting sometimes if, if somebody's pushing you really hard and taking you to those deep places, you know, you, you can fight back just as hard as, you know, maybe like Carlos and Robbie Lawler. Um, but, you know, I, I think Ovens was uh, on the defense most of the time, and so John was able to kind of fight at a slower pace. I know that won't be the pace that we fight uh, Cormier against, so. Yeah, he's an OSP. You know, he's a real tough guy to look good against. He's just an awkward fighter. He does very awkward things. He doesn't, you know, it's hard to look good against a guy like that. And John was pushing the pace. It seemed like OSP was like his goal was to survive, you know. Um, so that was uh, that. Was that. Um, now, the thing about Jones, you know, he's such a talented fighter. Probably the most talented guy I've ever seen in my life. Probably the best fighter of all time. And all this nonsense of the stuff. Do you ever just have you, have you ever sit him down and say, John, you're amazing. You got everything going for you. Quit fucking up. Yeah, of course there's, there's been uh, there's been some real talks like that, you know, not my favorite thing that to do as a, as a coach or as a friend, but um, 
you know, we, we've been there for each other in thick and thin, and uh, and we're always going to continue to be. You know, coaching is just one part of our relationship, and uh, I care first and foremost about John as as my friend. You know, I see him as a father and as a brother and a son, and all those all those things besides just being an athlete. Um, so, yeah, obviously, obviously, I care a lot about him and the choices he makes, and. Um, I do have to say, I see him getting, he's getting better every day. He's getting better every day. Good, because he's a, he's a guy that, like, when, when I met John, like, five years ago uh, at the MMA Awards, he was this young, like, no one even knew who he was, really. Everyone knew the potential he was. He was this young kid who, like, just had the whole world by the balls, you know? And that's the John, and, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of good to John. I think that... You know, he, he's, it's a complicated thing, you know, and if I was 24 years old and you had the, you're the baddest man in the world, I don't know how I would react. At the same time, you just, you, you know, you see so many athletes where you're just like, oh, what if, you know, you see like, what if Mike Tyson hadn't had the shit that he, you know, what if, uh, what if Lawrence Taylor, you know, what if uh, Daryl Strawberry, what if Dwight Gooden, you know, and, and I, and you hate to see John Jones going on that road because you're just, he's robbing the fans, he's robbing himself, robbing everybody. Um, so, you know, that's good that he has someone like you in his life to, to be like, come on, dude. Um, you ever like, this, well, what were you saying? I, I, I think he has this, um, this great chance that, you know, a redemption story. I know he does feel like he let some of his fans down and, um, you know, over this little last year and a half, just to see him make that walk at UFC 197 was awesome to get back in there and perform and, and feel that passion, that love from everybody too. Uh, it was a great thing. And I know he's just going to let that carry him into 200 and not just in sport, but in his personal life as well. So, uh, you know, it's a redemption story. Not too many people get a shot, uh, at redemption like that. So I know he's going to make the most of it. Do you ever hide his keys? <laughs> you ever hide his? You ever hide his keys? Like just take away his keys oh. and just throw them away? You ever think maybe that's? Oh man, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying yeah, that might be a good plan. Hey, that uh, Lou helped out a lot last camp. You know, Lou took over as his driver, and um, oh, you nice. know, Johnny has a nice little fleet. There's definitely some cars I would uh, I would say, hey man, I'll I'll, I'll give you a ride home, and <laughs> I'll bring this whip home afterwards. Now the Holly Holm um, fight. You know, I'm, uh, let's, okay. talk, let's talk Holly Holm. I think it's complete. I was at that fight with Misha Tate, uh, and I was that was that was hard to watch. I was I was, I was you know I, I like both those fighters, but I, I don't see why Holly does not get the immediate rematch. I mean, she won uh, aside from round two. She I think she would have won that fight or at least drew the fight if she would have you know lasted that one more minute. It was a very competitive fight. Why is she not getting that rematch? You could put Conor McGregor in the rematch, and the fight went one and a half rounds versus four and a half rounds. What's up with that? Oh, yeah. You know, I, it's not my job to be UFC matchmaker, but some of these uh, some of these fights that get automatic rematches blow my mind compared to some that don't. You know, uh, Holly and Misha, I think, deserve one. Carlos and Robbie deserve one. I think I think Dillashaw and Cruz is super competitive. I, I think that would deserve a rematch before, um, you know, even the bout with Uriah. I like Uriah a lot, but... Um, yeah, as opposed to like uh, Verdun and Kane got a rematch initially. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not UFC matchmaker. But um, you know, Holly's Holly's so focused and determined. She was in the gym that Monday after the fight. She's um very resilient, and I know she's gonna come and and fight whoever the UFC gives her in order for her to get uh, back on path to reclaim her title. Do you think you guys may have uh, overlooked Misha a little bit because of how good she looked against Ronda? 
No, no, not at all. You know, um, Styles make fights, and I think Misha's a much more well-rounded fighter than Ronda is. You know, Ronda's extremely dangerous in certain areas, but then uh, pretty raw and undeveloped in others, whereas I think Misha, you know, has been a pretty complete MMA fighter for quite some time. So uh, I think Misha just brought more to the table. Now, my favorite fighter of all time is a guy that you coach, uh, John Dotson. Fucking love that yeah. guy. I love his spirit. I think he's the guy to beat Demetrius Johnson. I do. I know people think I'm crazy. That first fight was very close. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, Demetrius, uh, you know, he has our number right now, but I know this uh, story's not over yet. I know John has the tools. You know, in the first fight, when John dropped him in the first round, I remember looking at Greg and Wink like, oh, man, that was easier and quicker than we anticipated. Um, but he rallied really well. Uh, and Demetrius is great in championship rounds. I, you know, I think besides John Jones, Demetrius is the next pound for pound King. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's talented, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens if, uh, John and DJ get to cross paths again right now. I, I want to see John take whatever steps are necessary to get Cruz's belt. I think John's a great matchup against Dominic. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see John at, you know, what we can do at 35. So you think Cruz beats Faber? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, Ian, you're a good trainer. Uh, I know that, uh, do you have any uh, uh, tips for uh, Brandon Six Cub, uh, Brandon uh, Gibson? I know that you're a great <laughs> trainer and he would like to get to your level one day. Uh, <clears throat> karate. It's, it's, all about, it's all about Taekwondo and, uh, and chi power. Nice. Yes. No, but you know, honestly, I was going to ask you, what do you think? I think, I honestly think, Dodson, I'm more an advocate of fighting closer to your natural weight when when you're in one of those in between. And I, I mean, I know Dodson's really small; he's, he's short, but he's he looked really good in that last fight. Like he was, he had, he just seemed like he had more energy. He was strong. Like I think 35 might be a better for him. I, I agree. I, I like John being the smaller, faster, more explosive fighter, and not you know he had to go through some pretty grueling weight cuts to make 25. I just, I really like him at, at 35. You know, Manny Gambiran's a tough dude. Jeez. I don't think he'd ever been finished like that in the oh UFC. Oh, my God. He John 40 seconds to go out there and make a statement. So, yeah, because um, normally a smaller guy, you know, they lose, you know, he's, they got the speed, but they lose the power. But I don't think that's the case. And I don't think that he's got the speed, but he's well, also he, got he so much power. He walks around 160, he said. 160 he walks around at. So he's, 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 yeah, he does. He gets up there. and uh, it, But more importantly, he knows how to use it. Uh Pound for pound, John's probably the hardest puncher that I train. Um, I mean, he hits he hits like welterweight hit. It's incredible the the speed he can generate. Now, two of your guys that you trained are fighting Hello? each other. Oh, hey, Lou. Yes, sir. Hey, you're on the MA Roasted podcast. How's it going, man? It's going great. I just arrived in Rotterdam, so it's going great. Oh wow! Well, thanks for picking oh, up the wow. phone, man, and uh, killing our our. Uh, all right, thank you, man. Well, congratulate. <laughs> who are you? Who are you training in Rotterdam? I'm with uh, Andre Olaski for his uh, fight next uh, Sunday. Nice. Now, Brandon, you've trained both of them. Who's gonna win? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm not gonna make that call. Both that. that. That's why I'm the one coach that sat out everybody else on the team, uh, including my good friend Lou. They they all either with with Overham or with Arlovsky, but uh, I'm the one that decided to sit that one out. My shoulders are thanking me. Yeah. But um, I think both of them both of them have the tools to get their hands raised. They, they absolutely do. They're both legends and champions in the sport, and um, 
as a fan, it's an intriguing matchup. As a coach and friend of both those guys, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed out that they have to square up against each other. Well, here's my prediction. I want Arlovsky to win, but I don't know. Overeem's a fucking beast. Uh, he's just so big. So much bigger, right? More powerful? I mean, guys? Yeah. Trainers? Andre's <laughs> <laughs> um, <don't>, <laughs> looking great right now. He, he really is. I didn't see Andre or, or um, Overeem train yet, but I got to see Andre train for a while now, and he's he's just looking pretty pretty intimidating. So, Lou, you're picking Arlovsky. Hundred percent. All right, all right. We have the Lou pick. <laughs> I actually have a question since you since you guys both <laughs> since you work with both of them, especially Brandon. Do you think there's any chance that Arlovsky Overeem gets outside of the first round? That he'll what? That 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 fight will get out of the first round, or one of them's getting knocked out in the first. Um, no, I I, I could see it, I could see it going into the second round for sure. Um, you know, Alistair fought a very smart and patient fight against Junior. Um, you know, there's you know Andre just went three against Mir not too long ago. Um, but I, I think this one has a lot of uh, there's a lot of personal feelings involved. So I see them going after each other pretty hard. So, so Lou, I, here's my beef with you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I, all right. Number one, I think you're, I think you're a great. I was really looking forward to this show. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I think you're a great trainer. I, I think you know what you're doing, but I think you're getting these guys in too good a shape. Okay. The, 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 the last two guys that I've seen you train. Okay. Eddie truck, Gordon and Johnny Hendricks. They look like bodybuilders. You got them ripped. I mean, you can see the food they eat right. go through their body, okay? They, they, look, they look like they right, should be right. Magic Mike guys, okay? However, right. they're coming in too light, okay? Hendricks came in at 170 and replenished to 171. Uh, <laughs> these guys are way... Actually, I, think, I think he weighed 135 for that. Yeah, he weighed 135. <laughs> Honestly, I was giving them money to yeah. feed them, okay? Yeah. yeah. Said canned food. Johnny's last fight, he, he comes in, he makes weight, he gains 55 pounds overnight. Uh, but, but he has that power. These guys, they're just too shredded. Right. Lou, would you like to defend yourself? Right. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, Alzamine Sterling, I also worked with, and he slaughtered the guy that he fought, and it was the same situation as far as coming in much lighter. You know, it's funny because everybody, everybody was ripping Eddie. Everybody was ripping Eddie. Everybody was ripping Johnny for missing weight, missing weight, missing weight. Now it's they're coming in too light. They're coming in too light. You know, no, they're, they're just very healthy. You know, and if you talk to those guys, as I continue to do so and continue to work with both of them, it, it was more of a mental thing. It was not a physical thing. They both said that they felt great. They both said that they felt strong. It was more of a mental thing uh, as far as uh, feeling too light. You know, Johnny's coaches said he's never felt more powerful. Eddie's coaches said the same thing. So unless they're lying to me, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because everybody I work with is happy and healthy. And so you don't think you're too good at your job, honestly? <laughs> Like you don't think you're too good now. Now before now, no, I'm not like some of the I'm I'm not like some of these other guys. I'm I'm not too good at my job. That uh, you know, uh, I'm still I'm still learning to be better at what I do. Okay, all right, well, fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, now you've been training because again. Everybody talks about those too, you know. But again, John Jones, another guy, he came in a little bit lighter, you know, and and felt great. Aljamain, same thing. Shorty Torres, you know, Shorty Torres fight week. He was on weight fight week. Right. Submitted his guy and then just was in a three round war and, you know, beat this guy off for three rounds and, and he was on weight, you know, three well, days before well, actual Lou, people, weigh-in, people so. said John Jones has looked too buff for his last fight. Are you to blame for that too? 
No, I didn't have anything to do with his weight training. But oh, again, okay. I think John Jones looked great. Yeah, you know. So all right, okay. People so, just like to hate. People just like to hate. Now, now, uh, are you going to fight Mike Dolce? Because people, are, people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> people are because uh, now you said. Hey, listen, that, as long as as long as Brandon Gibson trains me and and Izzy trains me in wrestling, I'll, I'll absolutely I would accept his challenge if he did offer a challenge. You've heard that, okay? Lou Trishan versus Mike Dolce. <laughs> I I would love to see that. That would that would be good. So you're working with Aljamain uh, now against Caraway. Uh, we haven't spoken yet because obviously I was just in John's camp for ten weeks, and now I'm out here in, in Rotterdam. When I when I get back, you know, Aljamain and I, you know, still communicate with each other, and you know, we'll uh, we'll do what we have to do to, to to help him out. Now, now, Brandon, how frustrating! I know from a, being a middle school wrestling coach, which is a lot like what you do. Uh, <laughs> it, sometimes it's Same, hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard when I'm I'm yelling at the kid to do the moves. And he doesn't do the moves. He just doesn't listen. Does that happen with you sometimes where you're yelling combinations and guys aren't doing it in the fights? And how frustrating is it for you? Um, you know, I would say most of the fighters I work with listen very well, you know, and one, one thing, and you'll get there with your middle school wrestlers, you just got to build those, that the long-term trust, you know. I've, I've been yelling at these guys for years, so at this point they believe in what I say and they usually stick to it, but... Yeah, every now and then there's a sparring session or there's a fight where I'll be calling something out and the guys just, uh, stubbornly choose not to follow those directions. Maybe they're seeing something I'm not, and then uh, then it's my job to just try to get back on the same page with them. Now, I actually talked to Greg Jackson one time. I remember when Clay Guida first came to the camp, and I said, uh, I, said I go, how's the Clay? He goes, I can't believe how far Clay has gotten with the little amount of skill that he has on just sheer athleticism and determination and heart. Uh, like, is that something that like you guys see a lot of, where you get these guys who are just raw talent and then they, they versus sometimes you get guys, have you ever had experience where you have a guy where he's too technical, but he doesn't have that, that, you know, ability to turn it into a uh, brawl. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we see all ends of that spectrum from, you know, Clay's a perfect example of that just sheer grit, determination, and, you know, he's not the best athlete. Um, two guys that are very super technical and clean, but maybe they don't have heart. But those guys usually don't make it too, too far. Um, I think most of the fighters that, that are in the UFC are a great combination of all of it, you know, of that athleticism, of that grit, determination, self-belief. And, you know, they obviously need technique if they're going to survive at that level. Uh, so we have, and, um, by the way, we have we have Terry and Ware here. By the way, who uh, is fourteen and five? He uh, he he's a beast of a man. Uh, Terry, do you have any questions for uh, six six, uh, six guns or for uh, nutrition? Um, just uh, I guess I wasn't really thinking about. It. I should have been thinking about it. Um, uh, for Lou, nutrition wise, um, like um, as far as like weight goes, uh, what do you like having your guys out uh, like walking around? walking around weight um, um, during the camp and then leading up to the fight as well, the week of the fight? So I try to get all my guys to be no more than 15 pounds above their actual weight class, you know, all year round. And once we get your metabolism firing the way that it should and your water is, you know, absorbing the way that it should, then come the actual week of the fight, I mean, we can we can still sit no more than, than 15 pounds maximum because I could get your body to adjust pretty easily without starving you or dehydrating you like a lot of the athletes do. So no more than 15 pounds, which is an easy adjustment for, for fight week. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. 
Well, listen, guys, it is an honor to have both of you. Lou, I think you're, you're a great trainer. I was giving you a hard time. Uh, but uh, I still think – I think oh, I love it. Of course. I love great. it. Listen, and Six Guns, it's, it's a, an honor to have you on the show. Now, listen, John Jones has blocked me on Twitter. Uh, can you please get him to unblock me? Because I would love to have him on the show, and I'm a fan. Tell him. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have a chat with them. Pl- pl- honestly, because because uh, tell them they're just jokes. Uh, you know, they're just they're just to make the world a better place to laugh. Sometimes you're the butt of the joke. Oh yeah. You know, and a guy like him, come on. You know. Uh, so what's your prediction for Jones Cormier too? I'm gonna go with the second round TKO. Really. Yeah. Second round TK. Has he? Has John Jones TKO'd anybody before? Oh yeah, we, we TKO is just that stoppage. Man, John, oh, John may not be that one punch knockout guy, but yeah, no, uh, yeah he TKO'd Shogun to win the belt. As far yeah, he, no, right. no, he submitted him, didn't he? Nice. No, he knocked him out with, with a punch and a knee, and then Shogun tapped even <laughs> after they called the TKO. All right, thank you. Uh, sorry that <laughs> I yeah. Damn, Adam, sorry bro. that I stepped outside. Bitch, <laughs> sorry, I got some fucking air. You fuck. Okay, so uh, okay, so he has uh, TK. So okay, so you think TKO versus Cormier second round? Wow. That's a bold prediction. I certainly hope so. Coming hard. Adam, I, just, coming I, hard. I think you're just too good at your job. That, that's why you overlook that. You're just too good at your job. <laughs> you <overlook that. laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you guys both for coming on the podcast. It's an honor to have both of you guys. Good luck uh, to your guy, Lutrition, and uh, Six Guns. Keep, uh, keep doing the, uh, the, 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 the uh, job you do. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for having me. Take care. Did he really block you? John yeah, Jones? Jones did block Keep me. Hold those pads good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he blocked so me. CM Punk blocked him too. But yeah, CM Punk, John Jones. Forrest Griffin blocked me, but then added me on the other account. So uh, he added Adam Comedian. So we, we're actually friends. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm only blocked by it's, two fighters right now. And Brittany Palmer. CM Punk's uh, on Brittany fire. Palmer blocked Brittany Palmer, yeah, yeah. So two fighters at Brittany what Palmer. What did you say to him? Did you say something nasty? I said more fighters pulled out of like... UFC 81 than Brittany Palmer or something. And, and, then, uh, and then Brittany Blocky. But then, but then we changed to a comedy show and now we're, we're like friends, sort of. Is uh, one of those fighters that blocked you CM Punk? CM Punk blocked That's not a, He's not a fighter. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A, he's <laughs> a fucking... He's a crowd. He's part of the crowd. He's, he's an audience member. Is he still, still going to fight? I thought I saw. I don't, think he's uh, I don't know if it was fight. a fake, a fake thing or what that he was retiring. I know no, that was the whole no, thing. That, it was the whole thing. Was Connor. Right. I know. Yeah, I just wasn't just, sure if it was like. The, I just saw a headline. I'm like, if that's real, whatever. Yeah, but how do you how do you retire from fighting when the when only you thing you've done with the UFC is sit in the crowd? Yeah, exactly. And shake hands and all. That's why I thought it was that much. If it was a joke or if it was real, I was like, if this is real, God, this guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, shakes the guy's hand. I'm ready to fight. 48 hours later, I need major back surgery. How do you not know you need back surgery? Yeah, I've asked this question of fighters. All the time. And anybody, if you do something to your back, it's not just going to pop up a week later. <laughs> You're going to know for a while. This guy's had a torn ACL for a year and a half. You Two know years. what's going on. Yeah. Well, CM Punk, he doesn't let, he actually uh, was there with his friend who was in a wheelchair, asked Punk for a picture, and Punk said, I don't do selfies. So that's his, awesome. his beef with CM Punk. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't get that's, it. I don't get it, man. Like any, that's I've much. I've done. I've I've never turned anyone down for a picture. Obviously, I'm not CM Punk. No, also, you know? I've never been asked. Uh, come on, <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've never been asked. I've never turned myself down for a selfie. Uh, so um, now let's talk about the Titan fight over the weekend. Steve Carl lost to uh, Bilal Muhammad. You watched that fight? I didn't get to see it yet. 
you're, you're, you're very upset about this because Bilal got, oh, got mad man. at you. On Bilal See, looked great. He he looked great. There, there's once again two parts of this, just like the DJ fight where DJ looked good, so who don't look like shit. Carl is is swinging left hooks and going for these wide telegraphed overhand rights the whole time. You're a ground specialist. Go for a fucking takedown. Bilal, you know what? I don't know what he said on Twitter because I didn't see it. At the same he pulled time, a John Jones and deleted that shit. But that's besides the point. I just, you know, I thought Steve Carl could pull it off. I thought Steve Carl was the one that would go for a takedown, go for a submission, something. And then in like the fourth and fifth, he's pulling a Verdum with Overeem, and he's just sitting lying on his back with his legs spinning in the air, going, "Please jump on my guard." But, Nobody's that stupid. But hasn't Steve Carl kind of had a history of like? Not showing up for some of the like he he's been around no, forever. I mean, his, his record is like twenty some one and four or something. He's got a really right. good record. He I've seen you him know forever. He, I've seen him forever. When I saw him, he was basically like like living on couch. It was couch surfing, right? Just going to camps. He <laughs> sort of is this like hippie fighter uh, who actually he's got a great camp, American Top Team. He looked like he was in good shape. He took this fight seriously. I just didn't. I don't think he really prepared as well as he did. He, you know, he fought a guy that. I had like, you know, it was eight no, but eight unanimous decisions or right. a couple split decisions. I think he didn't think this guy was in his league. And because uh, Carl's, you know, he's a guy who tapped out Justin, you know, Josh Berkman. And, right. and he, you know, he's fought some of the best guys. You know, I, I texted Carl afterwards, keep your head up. He said, I'll be, I'll be back. But Carl took a beating. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a Steve Carl. I'm, I'm a friend of his. We, we went to strip clubs together. He's right. come to comedy shows. We're for, I'm a, uh, he's a buddy of mine. It was really hard to watch that fight, but hats off to Bilal. I mean, he really, that was his, his big coming out party. He looked great doing it. He proved that he belongs there. And, um, you know, listen, fucking <laughs> Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> Look, he, 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 sometimes, you see that sometimes where guys, they, they fight up to their level of opposition. They right. get that one time to shine, and they fucking kill it. Right. And then sometimes their next fight isn't as good. Right. I think Holly Holm, with, I know that these guys are saying they didn't overlook Misha, but I do think they were still on that victory lap. Yeah. Uh, a, a, good, a boxer that I used to love was Vernon Forrest. I remember mm-hmm. when Vernon Forrest beat Sugar Shea Mosley. I was there, actually. He destroyed Mosley after Mosley beat De La Hoya. Right. No one was giving Forrest a thing. And then he came out his next fight against Mayorga, and he's singing, and he's dancing, and he's rapping on the way to the ring. <laughs> and he got knocked out by Ricardo Mayorga, a guy right. that he was a lot better than, right. uh, who didn't have the career that Forrest, you know. But ha- Larry Merchant, which I really miss Larry Merchant, said, look, this guy was still doing his victory lap yeah. on the way to... The, the, the ring. Fight, yeah. And I think a lot of fighters, sometimes they do that. They start believing their own hype. They beat a guy like Sugar Shane Mosley. They beat a guy like whatever. And Well, there's also that unintel- the, the thing you can't... Like you said, some guys fight up. There are some people... I say it all the time in the gym. There are people that are amazing... You know, the gym fighters. Amazing in the gym. And, they, and sometimes amazing in fights. But then certain fights come and the pressure or whatever it is gets to them. And there's other guys that... You know, like, like you're saying Greg Jackson said about, about Clay... Clay trains at our gym sometimes, and I felt the same thing. I'm like, this guy, you watch him in a fight, and you're like, whoa, this guy fights way above what you would think. I mean, he's not these, he's, he's, yeah. he's good. He's, he's great. But it's like, I used to say that about Terion. Like, when I first met him, I always say to people, I go, when I first met him, I'm like, he had fought to my guy's amateur. And I was like, eh, he's okay. You know? But then I first time I cornered him fight, I was like, whoa, this guy fights way above his level. Then his level's getting. Now his level's getting up there, so where is he going to go? It's um, unbelievable. You see, with acting class, sometimes in acting class, you're like, man, this is the worst fucking actor. <laughs> but they book and book right. and book. They go to auditions, 
And then I know for myself, there are times that like people have asked us like, man, like, why are you not working? I'm like, yeah. man, I, I get into that room. I start sweating. I overthink yeah. everything. You, you start thinking, what is this guy thinking of me? What is, yeah. you, you get in your own head. The last thing you're thinking about is the actual scene you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I think also with fights, I couldn't imagine being in a fight where, you know, a lot of times you're probably, you get hit. You're like, fuck. Like I'm, I'm now, I'm, now I'm behind. Right. Uh, I got to catch up, and, and you start thinking about what they're doing as opposed to what you're doing. Is that what's going, sometimes happens to you? Um, no, for me, like uh, early on, just, just I think just playing in sports and, and and having you know the the privilege of having actually like really good coaches in in all sports, you know, from the start of little league, um, where you know one of the things that was imprinted on me early on was just to um, just worry about yourself, you know, do what you do. Um, you know, so when I go on in, in, in a fight, I'm not necessarily worried about, you know, what, what this guy is good at. Um, you know, I, I feel like if I train hard enough in the gym and, and cover all those areas, then I shouldn't have to worry about it. When the time comes in a certain situation, um, I know how to react. Um, you know, so I don't let, you know, I don't let that make me nervous or get me, or get me nervous. Um, I don't, I don't worry about the crowd, what the crowd's thinking about me. The only thing that I'm focused on right um, at that point is breaking that other guy. That's the right. only thing that I'm, that I'm focused on. I'm like, I'm going to, I don't know how, I don't care how I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to find a way to do it, whether I'm getting punched in the face, whether I'm in a bad position, I'm going to find a way to get out of the, the, that bad position and, um, and break that guy, you know? So I, I think for me, um, you know, that's what helps me be calm. Just, you know, just, I can't to- wait for your next fight, man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to your next fight. When is your next fight? Um, we're looking at July 15th uh, um, for RFA. Um, so um, Back to RFA. Yeah. Yeah, you were the Bama champion. Yeah. The Bama champion. And then you were, uh, but then you fought last week at a sportsman's lodge. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to, we're going the wrong direction here. We have, we have to go back, but RFA sounds like. That a, was actually the Bama title fight. Oh, the Bama was Bama a sportsman's lodge. Bama got canceled. Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to defend his title against that guy, Rob Gooch. Who um tough as shit doesn't have the greatest re- his records like four and two but man he's tough as hell really good fighter and doesn't um, have a really good name either yeah, Rob Hitch, <laughs> yeah but he yeah so that fight was supposed to happen at Bama and Bama just canceled so we called up this other promotion we're like can we move it over it's a week later yeah three sure? times it was supposed to happen at Bama. Cody's supposed to be on that thing Cody Bollinger yeah. said his opponent and his, didn't his, make weight his opponent made weight and then got sick and then got sick that happened that's happened to his opponent twice Ugh. Yeah. well uh, we are going to call right now we have the first bare knuckle boxing. The, this is going to be on pay-per-view June 11th in Miami. Uh, the bare knuckle fighting It's between Shannon Hill as well as Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn is undefeated in bare knuckle fighting. Uh, he fought in boxing against James Tony. He's fought in, uh, against uh, Glenn Johnson. Fought in Enzo Macarena or whatever. Uh, he, he fought some great guys in boxing. Uh, he's now undefeated in bare knuckle boxing. And he's fighting... Shannon the Cannon Rich, who uh, we had him on last week. This dude fought everybody in MMA between between Dan Severin and uh, Sakuraba, Sakuraba, and I mean Eves Edwards and Diego Sanchez. He fought last week. He's fought seven times since talking to him. <laughs> he's fighting right now. That's he's fighting right now. Out. Shannon. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Just got done fighting right now. <laughs> I actually believe you. Where were you? Were you at a chicken farm or uh, was it another hotel room? No, no, just no. I was just kidding around. I, I know, of course. Uh, you, you, you may be the toughest. By the way, people love you on the podcast. So it is the first bare knuckle press conference against your opponent, June 11th, Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn is undefeated. 
but you said that you're going to knock him out. You are going to take his title. That belt is nice, by the way. You sent me a picture of that belt. That is a very, very nice belt. The bare knuckle boxing belt. Hey, I got to tell you. Well, I got to tell you, Scott Burke from uh, from the president of the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame, he's the one that has that belt. You know, that's the original belt that John L. Sullivan had. So this this thing is so huge, you guys don't even understand. Scott Burke's the man, dude, for for, uh, for coming out with this. You know, if you guys don't know anything about the National Police Gazette from nineteen or from 1880 to 1920, they were the ones that were the boxing journal. So they're the ones that started Ring Magazine. They're the ones that started all of the boxing records. So... This is a big deal, man. This is a very big deal. No, I, I can't wait to watch it. Now, is uh, is the guy who does celebrity boxing, is Damon Feldman the one putting it on? Well, the guy that I know is the promoter is David Feldman. David Feldman. Okay, okay. Now, he, yeah, he, was, he, he does yeah, all yeah. the celebrity boxing events, and uh, he's, he's, he's very big on the East Coast. I didn't know he was involved, uh, but this thing's gonna be awesome. I mean, he, that, that guy puts on good shows. So we're gonna put on. We're gonna call Bobby Gunn right now. This is uh, this is big, man. This is this is the first ever bare knuckle press conference. We got Shannon Rich, the guy who's had over two hundred fights. The guy's fought everybody. Uh, he, the guy fought the Goliath. Cannon. Shannon, Shannon, the, Shannon the, cannon. the cannon. He fought Goliath back in the day uh, before David beat him. Uh, <laughs> Hello? Hey, is this Bobby Gunn? Bobby Gunn, is Adam? Yes, this is Adam. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It is the first ever bare-knuckle boxing press conference between you, the champion, a guy who was undefeated in bare-knuckle boxing, all stoppages, all knockouts, beats everybody against a guy who wants to take your title, Shannon the Cannon Rich. Shannon, how are you? Bobby, how are you? Good man, thanks for having me on, boys. And hello, Shannon. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. I just got done training, so uh, it's, a, it's a good day. Nice. Now, uh, now, now, listen, Bobby. You have the belt right now. You, uh, which means you have a, a bullet on your back, man. People, people want this belt. We have the guy ranked third in bare knuckle boxing, Shannon, who said he thinks he can beat you by knockout. Shannon, you believe that, right? Yeah, you know, Bobby Gunn, you know, no disrespect. He's a, he's an, a, a true professional athlete. You know, he's a professional boxer, professional bare-knuckle boxer. But see, I'm the ultimate athlete. I do kickboxing. I do boxing. I do wrestling. I do jiu-jitsu. I do it all. I do bare-knuckle boxing. And I've seen Bobby Gunn fight. I was actually there 2011 when Bobby Gunn fought Rich Stewart in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And I commentated that fight. I watched the Bobby fight. I see a couple holes in his game, and I, I, I think I'm going to capitalize on those holes. No offense, because, you know, Bobby's a great guy. But, but yeah, I feel I can, uh, I can get that knockout. Bobby, would you like to respond to this? Oh, I love to hear that, man. So I know it's going to be a good fight, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. I've heard it all, man, throughout life. And I love to hear it. At least I know he's training hard, and he wants it. Listen, here's the bottom line. Um, Shannon is an athlete, like you said, and... He's a real total professional. In other words, I'll explain to you what I mean by that. If he makes a contract and he says another contract, you got to weigh 203 pounds, Shannon will come at 203 pounds. It takes discipline and a lot of years as professionalism to respect the sport. So when he says he's coming to fight, he's not a barroom brawler sitting, drinking half pints, throwing darts at a wall, you know, raving up and down like they're fighters. This man is really coming to fight. And I'm excited for the challenge. 
like I said, I take them all on. If it makes sense, and money, it makes money, we fight. And this fight here will be historic because it's the second legitimate bare knuckle event in a long, I mean, more hundred something years. Now, when he says he has, that you have holes in your game, do you think in bare knuckle boxing you have any holes in your game? Listen, uh, maybe he knows something I don't. Maybe he can show me. <laughs> I like to see it. And listen, we all have holes in our games. We all could do things better. I could do better. Shannon could do better. But again, he wants this. This is a shot at the world title. This is not a fantasy, you know, made up deal. We are I'm legitimate. I won the legitimate sanctioned bare knuckle title previously held by the great John L. Sullivan. And we are backed up by the president of the bare knuckle box hall of fame, Scott Burke, who I refer to. And so does Shannon as the Holy grail of boxing, bare knuckle boxing. The man has the, the main authority than anybody in the world to have this in the prestigious national police Gazette magazine covering the rankings and the systems. These are the original pioneers of this sport. They were the only people that could recognize Donald Sullivan throughout history for them to recognize us and give us a credibility. There's a lot of weight on Shannon's shoulders and my shoulders. We both have to perform to show the world that this is not a backroom brawl. Would you agree, Shannon? This is a, 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 a fight that's like a chess. It's a legitimate sanctioned sport. Yeah, this, this, is, a, this is what I like to say is, is precision boxing. It's not boxing with gloves where you just go out and swing for the fences. You can't do that in bare-knuckle boxing. This is precision boxing. This is technical boxing. You aim for the soft spots of the body, the face. Um, you know, and that, that's why I plan to put my hand is in Bobby's nose, but you know, besides that. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, man, what, what Bobby said, no, no, serious, man. Scott Burke, he's the president of Bernal Hall of Fame. Like I was saying, man, from 1890 to 1920, the police, the Gazette, was a boxing journal for the world. They're the ones that started Ring Magazine. If it wasn't for these guys getting records and everything like that, boxing wouldn't be what it is today. So having 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 Scott Burke with the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame behind this event and and actually sanctioning this for the heavyweight title that John L. Sullivan had, dude, this, you don't understand how big this it's is. It's huge. It's actually this huge. Isn't like those, this, is, this isn't like those Mickey Mouse uh, Bare Knuckle organizations you got walking around. Those, those titles don't mean anything. Those guys are bums. Those, those guys aren't real professional athletes. We are real, true no. professional athletes. Bobby Gunn is a professional boxer. I'm a professional MMA fighter, professional boxer, professional kickboxer. The list goes on. But look, man, June 11th, be there in Miami, Florida, bare-knuckle boxing. It's the most extreme fighting allowed by law. You come there, you're going to see why they call me the cannon. The cannon versus the gun. Hey, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I'm ready, too. Now, 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 I'm Bobby, excited right now, too. <laughs> now, <laughs> he told me on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bobby, what's your record in bare-knuckle boxing? Uh, I guess right now, reported around, like I said, boys, they had me around 71 and 0, I believe, but I, I think I had a lot more than that. But again, that sounds like a lot of fights, but you have to understand it's really not. If a guy fights two or three times a year, you know, I'm 42 years old. I've been doing this all my life, boys. And, and, and yes, I have a great medical record, but it's not really a lot of fights compared to some guys. Like Shannon will tell you, there's some guys who got 158 or Shannon, 200 medical fights. And yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of guys who are fighting for a long time. Now yeah. Shannon is twenty seven and two, but his two losses were no, by twenty five. Twenty five and two. But your two losses two. were by disqualification yeah. because you were throwing <laughs> elbows and knees, right? 
No, yeah, no, I'm an outlaw. I shouldn't have won. But well, look, man, I'm I'm still undefeated. I'm still undefeated. So two undefeated bare knuckle right. fighters. That's how I looked at it. I don't look at him as in too long. This well vacation ain't a loss to me. You know, I mean, that's on the feet guy. He's hungry guy. My goal here, you know, Shannon and I is great for the sport. And, you know, God opens the doors for us. Whoever wins, the good Lord will bless us both. And, um, uh, but I tell you, you know, I'm coming to fight. You know, I, I don't make no, you know, jokes about it. I come to fight. I come to fight my heart out. And they're not boxing. You've got to kill me. You want to take my heart out of my chest for me to stop fighting. That's my world. And I'm coming. And whoever wins, the best man will win. But I promise you, whoever happens, Shannon will never forget Bobby Gunn the rest of his life. Wow. Wow. Now, now, now Shannon, Bobby has fought in boxing guys like James Tony, Glenn Johnson. He's fought the, the top guys in the world. Are you worried that maybe this is too big of a step up? I'm Are you kidding? I fought Takarano, no. Frank Shamrock, Dan Severn. <laughs> I fought the best guys in the Thank world. You. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. For either one this, of us, this fight's tailor made. This fight is tailor made for Shannon McCannon. All right, now listen. Um, he fought everybody in the world, and I did too. I'm a serious thing. I'm a former boxing champion too, many times over. I won titles and all that, and MMA. We don't look at that. That that just shows that we're we're professional athletes. We have a credibility. We don't have a fantasy background like a lot of these so-called guys today do. You know, we're not white-collar boxing, going putting little fights on. We don't put hand wraps on. You know, thick as a cast and same as knuckle. We fight bare fists, bare knuckle boxing. That's and that's, that addition. And that and that's another thing. I'm I'm glad that Bobby said that. There's these guys, man, especially in Europe, man. They they put these huge casts on their hands. They call it bare knuckle boxing. I have no idea what that is. In this event, you cannot have you, you cannot keep your hands. Your <laughs> yeah, your knuckles have to be bare. This is bare knuckle boxing, guys. This is the most extreme fighting allowed by law. Now, now, Bobby, you're from New Jersey, and Shannon's from Arizona. Arizona has way hotter chicks than New Jersey, correct? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, 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 I'm married to my beautiful. I'm married to a gypsy princess, Rose. She's 22 years married, and my she's my queen, boys. And there's no woman above her. Okay, all right. Uh, and Shannon, are you married? Yeah, I'm married, but I, I got the hottest wife, and, and she, she lives here in Arizona. <laughs> all right. Well, so you guys both say you have the, the hotter wife. All right. We'll have to we'll have to have a boys on a different note. My my boy Bobby Junior. Friday night, the 29th, he won a four round decision of a very veteran good fighter in Indianapolis, Indiana. Remember, I was telling you. Last Congratu- time. Congratulations, Bobby. Congratulations, He's done real good, man. little Bobby Junior. Thank nice. you, my pal. Thank nice. you. No, and your father was a bare knuckle boxer. Your son's a boxer. You're a bare knuckle boxer. Yep. You you are from the lost tribe of bare knuckle boxers. The, you guys are. That's it, man. We're 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 gypsy travelers, buddy. We're harder than coffinels, and 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 we're born and bred for fighting. You know, and and they, listen. Here's my attitude in life. And my uncle Stan said this one time, and actually my cousin Stan said this at his father's funeral. Hmm. He says, "When my father walked, the ground shook." And that's my breed of people. Where we walk, the ground shakes. There's no man born of a mother that we give two two shits for. Okay, we'll throw down a fight. We don't make jokes. We don't go around people's backs talking about people like an Nancy boy, like a woman's ass. We want to fight. Pick up the phone. Make the fight happen like a man. That's the way I was born and bred. I don't go like a bum alcoholic in bars or going to dope fiend drug addicts and telling them I'm a killer. I am the man. 
And to beat the man, you gotta beat you gotta you gotta beat me, Bobby Gunn. And I'm the man of America Monster. Shannon's coming to fight. And boys, this is gonna be a hell of a turnout. I can't wait. Well look, I, they I, always say you gotta you in order to be the champion, you gotta fight a champion. So I'm fighting Bobby Gunn, who is a champion. And and that's my dream is to to get that title that he has. Now now you say he has holes in his game. What are some of his holes? Hey, I'm gonna have to show you those June eleventh. You come watch the fight. <laughs> He's not gonna tell you. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> look, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I have a I have a sponsor, Blood Force Trauma Gear, Realm of Caring and Title Boxing. I'm gonna sponsor Bobby Gunn and I'm gonna put that on the bottom of his feet. So you guys can see no answers when I knock him out. When he's right there on the bottom of the shoulder. The only thing Shannon's going to remember after this is that we song. It goes, do, 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 good night, sweetheart. You're going out, buddy. Come on down now. Come on to turn this fight on the pay-per-view. It's a major fight going to happen. There's more news coming up next week. We're doing major stories, major more now. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine is doing a huge article on this this event. They just did a two hour interview on me. I'm sure they've already interviewed Bobby. HBO is coming out. They're covering this event, dude. This is going to be the biggest thing since MMA. I mean, when MMA first started, everybody was was like, "Wow, wow, blue blood," and now look at it. It's all blown up. This is better than MMA. This is bigger than MMA. Bare knuckle boxing is going to take over. Ian, what do you, you think about this? MMA. We have Ian Harris, by the way, who's a very funny comedian as well as a great trainer. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, on bare knuckle boxing? On everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it could go on as a comedy tour, but um, <laughs> no, no. These, these guys, I mean, bare knuckle boxing. I, I can't, I can't even imagine ever doing that. And I, I mean, <laughs> if I can't take you down and choke you out, then I don't want any part of it. I mean, and I've, I actually just read a, read an article and started looking up Bobby Gunn because I didn't know much about it. And I mean, that guy's hands are like, I'm like freaking cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like looking, looking this guy up and I'm like, you know, I've been, I've been hit by a lot of people in my day. I don't think I'd ever want to be hit by a guy who does bare knuckle boxing. Shannon, are you scared of Bobby's hands? Absolutely. Come on, man. I, I'm, I'm not afraid of no man. Okay. I fear no, no man. No, he's not. Come on, guys. All right. And Shannon, how big are your hands? <laughs> I'm scared of him. Well, <laughs> you know, you, I just shit you myself. Evander Holyfield, heavyweight world champion boxer. One time we stood toe to toe and we did the boxer pose. Yeah. And my hands were actually bigger than Evander Holyfield. So wow. I think I'm I think I'm good there. And you have two ears. Both of your hands are bigger than Trump's. This is fair square, not rough and tumble. Don't worry, boys. <laughs> Question real quick. Yes. Um uh, the truth is, Shannon will tell you, bare knuckle boxing is actually safer. And I would be more worried going with Shannon and MMA, getting choked out, getting my leg broken, that would hurt me more than actually bare knuckle boxing. Shannon will tell you, Shannon, have you ever had any injuries in bare knuckle boxing? Curiosity. Not, not bare knuckle boxing, man. I mean, I've had a couple of, you know, cracked ribs, but other than that, that's that the only injury I've ever had. Um, in bare knuckle boxing, you know, you, the only thing you have to worry about is breaking your hand. And, uh, my, my hands, they know where to. They wouldn't know where to hit the soft parts of Bobby's face. So now, we're good. Now, okay, all right. Now we have Tarion Ware here, by the way. Tarion is a professional fighter. Uh, he's got a fight coming up in the RFA. Any, you like to uh, chime in here? Yeah, uh, I want to ask. How, how hi, Terry. Hi, how you doing, my pal? Good man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. When are you fighting, Terry? Is it, is it mixed martial arts? Yeah, it's going to be uh, July 15th. Out uh, Minnesota. Nice, Terry. Very hey, awesome. Good luck. What weight do you weigh? What, what weight do you weigh? Uh, 135. Nice, Terry. Good oh, man. I remember your name, pal. Very nice. Awesome. 
Uh, I just want to ask, how do, you, how do you guys uh, train for this? <laughs> like, well, I, like, like, to be honest with you, Terry, I, I train just like I do any other time for any fight, you know. But I don't, you know, naturally, you don't spar barrackle boxing because you'll hurt your hands. But, right. I mean, I spar like regular, but I work the bag, Terry, okay. bare knuckles. And what, what I do a lot, I take a bucket of dry rice. I've been young. I, I, I take my hands like a spear. I stab in the rice, and I, I keep squeezing it until that rice goes in your powder. And what that does is strengthens and hardens all the ligaments around all the knuckles. There are so many bones in your hand. And I strengthen the tendons and all that. That's why I'm able to you know, throw good, hard shots. But I also, you know, I take like a leather belt, and I rub all my eyebrows around my nose, toughen, try to callus the skin, Terry. A little bit different training methods I use. I've been a wee boy. Wow. It's been passed down to the old traditional secrets of bare boxing techniques. Shannon, Shannon, how are you training for this? Hey, man, I do the same thing with the rice, except I put it in a pot, man, and I boil it, and then I eat that shit. I don't <laughs> 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 Yeah, now, now, Shannon, how many fights are you going to have before this bare knuckle fight? <laughs> I would want to ask. No, man, I told you last time, look, man, I'm not going to take any more fights. Um, I'm headed to Russia. I'm doing a training camp out in Russia. I'm coming back, then I'm fighting Bobby, man. I got no fight scheduled until uh, June 11th. Why are you training in Russia? You know, <laughs> well, because he can run in the snow like Rocky. In Russia, too. You know, I fought in Russia years ago. Russia is underground, big over there. Anthony Shannon, the Bernardo Boxing, very big over yeah, there. They, dude, they got some of the toughest men in Russia, dude. They, those Russians are tough. I'm telling you, man. Right. Now, yeah. are you going to fight on well, the yeah, way I'll to the ring? For two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're not going to fight someone on the way to the ring, are you, Shannon? Well, it, my goal is, you know, <laughs> my, my, my goal is, you know, if I, can, if I can get lucky and get past a great man like Shannon, and the Lord blesses me, if I do, my goal is to fight Kimball Slice mm. and a bare knuckles fight. And, um, you know, boys, maybe one or two, maybe three fights left. And just, you know, maybe sick of accommodating and promoting the sport. I believe it's going to go through the roof. And I paid the price. I paid the blood, sweat, and tears, boys. I, I've been through a lot of stuff in life. You know, all jokes aside, like, if you really knew what I went through in life to get where I am, it's amazing. It's only the good Lord that got me here. I got my beautiful wife, my wee girl, my son, and my new French bulldog. He's only seven months old, boys. Aww. His name's Max. Nice. And he's a part of, yeah, King Max. We love him. And to be honest with you, boys, um, I'm going to put my heart out in this fight. And I'm going to give Shannon everything I have for respect to this man. And, you know, you see how we're talking, right? Yeah. We're talking, we're promoting. But this man respects me and I respect him. He's not a, he, he's a, he's a proven commodity throughout it. I, again, he's a professional athlete, a, a fighter that's trained all his life. He's not some poor fat fool sitting behind the internet talking bad about proper fighters. He's not a fake fantasy bare knuckle fighter. He's a real McCoy, and there's a lot of tough guys in America. I was just talking to that Gay Filman, Big Joe Mack, and Danny Poe. You got Danny, Danny Batchelder. Batchelder. Oh, my tough. God. He's, he's yeah, the Danny U.S. U.S. bare knuckle champion. That guy's an animal. Three-division champion boxing, 44-known 40, bare boxing. You've got a lot of good guys. Nelson got, Lopez, you know, out, of, Nelson yeah, Lopez out of Florida, right. Dan Biddle out of Delaware. Tough guy. That's right. You, I mean, that's a good fighter. You're Sharif Kemp out of Georgia. A guy hits like a, I mean, like a freight train. And Glass Joe, you, like Mike Lombardo. Yeah, Mike Lombardo. We got a lot of good fighters in this <laughs> game. I can go on and on. 
but they're all hungry at them. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. all want to be where I am right now. And listen, at the end of the day, I'm in a position, not only are they hungry for what I got, but they don't realize that I'm put in a position to give them a, an, a business, a professional organization, and I'm breaking the doors down for them. And You're like the Rosa Parks is, of... Uh... <laughs> Of bare knuckle boxing. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But you know, you know, boys. In, in a way, though, younger or older or more, you know, look back at 2006, winning the title, the cruiserweight title. That was the biggest achievement of my life. But nothing was more better than winning the Holy Grail, the bare knuckle heavyweight title. I love it. First and, of all, I, I I'm so you, you guys think that UFC guys are a bunch of pussies, right? Compared to bare knuckle. No, 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 no. I respect them big time, and I think again, you know, I'm going to say this. I told you before this, um, MMA rules, I wouldn't even attempt it because I would be disqualified. I would tap out quick. But, see, in a street fight, I told you before, the fights that I come up with, there's no rules, boys. You know, show me the rule book. There doesn't, there isn't one exist. You know, you, it's a dirty fight. Then the fights I know, it's different from bare knuckle boxing. But, again, that's not my world, MMA. That was Shannon's world, down in the world. But this is my world, and also Shannon's been a great bare knuckle fighter. But you got a fight in your hand, Shannon, and I and I know you're training hard. You're coming to my world now, and we're gonna be well, friends. I only want the but best. I, I can only ask you to train you're your ass off because I know I am. Train. I can't wait for the fight. Honestly, you have no you idea. I respect you guys so much. I you guys are pioneers of the sport. I don't now. How much money now? Is there any money involved in this? Oh yes, there absolutely. is. The I can't say, but it's, it's <laughs> absolutely it's big, 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 big money. I mean, we're talking about fifty grand, a hundred grand. Couldn't couldn't say. A little birdie told me that there might even be uh, more, more, more donors at the table than that. <laughs> so uh, really, like now, and by the way, Shannon is with Tip a Fighter, guys. So you could actually throw money your way to Shannon. By the way, Shannon Rich. Uh, now, yeah, Tip a Fighter. Yes, absolutely. Now I can't wait for this. Honestly, this is I'm I'm going to order this pay per view. Now, what's on the undercard? Are there bears fighting lions or uh, <laughs> lions, it's a tigers, and bears? Oh my! There's going to be a no. There's going to be a, about eight eight or nine. Fights are uh, real good up and coming fighters, and I think there's Actually, a few fighters coming over from fight. Europe. It's going to be. I heard that there's going to be two uh, Bellator, former Bellator fighters on the card. One by the name of Eric Prindle and Josh Burns. Yep. Not fighting each other, but they're going to be on the card fighting. And they're That's fighting. What I heard. And they're fighting bare knuckle. Yeah, bare knuckle. Danny Batchelor will be defending his United States America title, and there's a couple of good, uh, real tough scrappers from uh, Europe. We'll be coming over. So the whole and, car um, is bare knuckle. Uh, it, is it in a ring, or do oh, they just circle a yeah. bunch of cars in a garage? No, no, no. So it's in a ring, like a boxing so it's, ring? It's kind of yeah. like that. It's not, a, it's not an octagon. It's a hexagon. It's a special-made ring made for our business. Uh, it's designed, and um, it's going to be toe to the line. There's a special scratch right in the front where two fighters come toe-to-toe. And the referee waves his hand. That's where you start, right there. We're literally, when we start fighting, boys, we're, we're six inches from each other. Oh, wow. This wow. is not the other shit you're used to. This is how we get it on. So don't get a boner or you'll actually touch. <laughs> now, now, are the girls not wearing clothes? Are they bare, too? Or are they like, like the ring girls? Are they, they going to wear? Well, the, be, I don't think that would be the case. I would, my wife would allow me to go. You know, but, uh, no. So no, there's going to no, be. It's going to be it's a professional event. And it's going to be like, you know, listen. A professional event means, you know, you can bring your family to. So, we're, you know, we're, we're, the, the whole environment, everybody involved on the team 
Dave, Big Joe, Danny Pro, Scott. None of these guys would put up a, like you know a nonsense. It'd be a professional show we could bring your family to. At the end of the day, boys, it's about putting a show for the world, isn't it? It ain't just a, a male audience. It's an everybody's audience: kids, women, children, men, everybody. And you want to show. We want to educate them about this sport and let them know it's not a it's not a street fight, is it, Shannon? It's not a barroom brawl. It's scientific. No, it's like I said, man, it's tech. It's technical boxing at its best. But it's the most extreme fighting allowed by law. You guys just gotta watch it and see, and uh, it's gonna turn a lot of fans into uh, bare knuckle fans. Now, now is uh, is David uh, uh, Feldman the the uh, promoter for this? Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. And now, who yes. now? Who are the commentators? Well, they're still working on that right now. But I, th- I believe Danny Pro, Danny Pro will be one of the commentators. And, uh, and, and, and and Big Joe Mack. Big Joe Mack. A former, yeah, Big Joe Mack is a former Benito fighter, historian of the game. And, again, these guys are all a part of the team, you know what I mean? And uh, and I also know that Scott Burke, I mean, if it was, the president of the Hall of Fame, me, will be doing special intermission interviews. Right. Well, listen. All right. So, final words. If it was final... up to me, we'd get Sean Wheelock. I like that guy. I, I love Sean Wheelock. He's a great comic. Oh, I, 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 heard, I heard he might be on, too. I, did, I heard that. Yep. All right. So, final words. Right. All right. So, Shannon... Uh, you're gonna beat Bobby Gunn because because I'm gonna hit him three ways, hard, fast, and continuously. I'm telling you guys, I'm gonna sponsor his boots, man. His <laughs> boots are gonna have title boxing, blood sports, trauma gear, and realm of carry right there on the bottom of his boots, guys. And Bobby you Gunn, go. <laughs> you're gonna beat Shannon Rich because because um because I'm the gun. And I the wish gun. him the best. All right. And God bless him. All right. Listen. It's an honor to have you guys on. I cannot wait for June 11th. I'm ordering the pay-per-view. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you, Adam. Top right, man, man you are. To you top man, all you boys. Go right now. Take, but care. take care, Shannon. Take care, Hal. Take care. See you. Hey, good luck, on your, good luck on your fight, buddy. Thank you. All right, that was our first bare-knuckle wow. boxing press conference. What were your thoughts? That is so... <laughs> Shannon's a he's a character man he reminds me of Phil Baroni the way he talks and like I just feel like he's like a Phil Baroni type guy but can I say that in November when I have to go to the polls to vote for president can I write in Bobby Gunn of course because of his the way he talks and like his vernacular and he presents himself you wouldn't think this guy's just walking out there with his fucking turkey no, and beat no, people. No, no, I'm like, you, not. you could convince he's... me to run, like, to vote for you as a president. But what do you think of this actual he's, fight? He like, seems like he's from the 40s. Like, All right, boys. Look here, boys. Look here, boys. Gun's gonna come and come and run. God, I'm, God I'm, bless waiting you, the, I'm waiting for the stare down. It's Queens better rules, boys. Thing. Come on now. Like, such a nice guy. Like, I'm gonna watch the gentleman fighter. Now, Tarion, you being a real fighter. Not that you're not a real fighter, Ian. Not that our bare knuckle boxers are not real fighters. You being a real part, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know, man. Like when I like, I can't even train in the in the, in the training room without hand wraps under my MMA gloves. <laughs> like, yeah, it, you you, some, you just hit somebody in the elbow, you hit somebody in the top of the head, it just your hands just throb. But I mean, like looking at this guy, looking it up too, and looking at that guy's hands, man. I guess just, <laughs> right. that guy's hands, man. It was ridiculously big hands. But um, I mean. There's been I've I've heard like people talk about it like um where they where they where they say um um you know not wearing gloves was actually actually safer 
because you're, you won't, you, you tend not to punch as hard. Because that's, that's what he was you saying. You punch the soft yeah. spots, yeah. the body. That's what he was yeah. saying. So He's a body just, blow guy, yeah. man. I've seen him fight. It's like gnarly. Bobby Gunn? Yeah, he like hits Is that you what you're doing? You were looking up his fights during the thing? No, no I, I was just looking up to make sure it was the same guy. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I just looked this guy up like two months ago because like Men's Journal or something had an yeah. article and I saw it and I read it. And then I went and looked up some of his fights and stuff. Do you stuff think Shannon's got a good shot of winning? I mean, they, they both... <coughs> they, no. Really? <laughs> Let me, okay, so, okay, I know it's bare-knuckle boxing, but I think Shannon's going to lose by submission. <laughs> Come on. I just, I just see it being hard for, for a guy to do bare-knuckle boxing against a guy who's really boxed. Who's a legitimate yeah, boxer, yeah, boxer. Yeah, if it I mean, was MMA, I does. think Shannon, you know, that's just what he He's does. He's a bare-knuckle boxer. That's what he does. But you never know. I mean, the quality of opposition... In bare knuckle boxing for Bobby Gunn, has, Shannon's a, big, a step up, and because yeah. I see some of the guys he's fought, yeah, it looks like these turn. guys are some of these guys just like, oh, I, I'll fight. Yeah. Where yeah. Shannon actually has had boxing experience, he has trained, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's going to be a good fight. I, I'm I'm curious. Shannon's 45. The other guy's 43. Yeah, they're both they're both a little up there uh, in age, but they're both tough. Isn't tough. the weight class like? Yeah. Isn't the weight completely like different though? Because Shannon, I don't think the weight class is in bare knuckle. No, boxing, I know, right? but I'm talking about you know Bobby looks like a big guy. He looks like he would be a heavyweight in MMA. From looking at Shannon's MMA record, I think the highest he fought was middleweight. No, he's 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 <laughs> a little bigger now. He just fought he just fought Tony. Tony Lopez Tony, last week. Yeah, on the, Tony Lopez is, I think, eight feet tall. Yeah. Um, and he I fought mean, on that like, UR fight when Tank Abbott couldn't fight. Yeah, he won. The, yeah, Ben, the sound guy, what are your thoughts on the press conference? Uh, once again, um, <laughs> Bobby Gunn is like, he the way he says boys, and he's like, it's very like... <laughs> it's so awesome. Wouldn't you vote for him for president? I got a vote. Well, isn't he very convincing? <laughs> yeah, but Shannon's like, he just has like this crazy like fire behind him. Like, like it's, it's be interesting to see that uh, that combo of like this, because Shannon, like Bobby Gunn has like that dad strength type of feeling. To yeah, him, very know? relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, Shannon, Shannon's fun. Shannon's fun to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we'll see what uh, happens. By the way, that press conference is brought to you by Decipher. Listen, do you feel like you need to get some more change in your life? I know I do. Well, listen, take back control. Download Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. A great audiobook narrated by Daniel Martinez, who's an amazing guy. Uh, it's a lifestyle firm, Decipher. They do life coaching, mental coaching contract negotiations call them up today at 1-888-731-COACH that's 1-888-731-2622 use the code roasted for 10% off also tip a fighter fighters are underpaid okay so let's make these guys more money Shannon the Cannon Rich is with Tip a Fighter. Okay, you can tip him. If he wins his bare knuckle fight, okay, I would definitely throw money that uh, that guy's direction. Uh, tipafighter.com. Go to tipafighter.com. Now, there are some big fights this weekend. CB knows all about it. Let's run down the UFC card. Let's break it down. Uh, it's an Invicta card on Saturday and then a UFC Rotterdam on Sunday. Let's talk about UFC first. Let's talk about UFC. Well, we know the main event from talking to uh, Cody, uh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Gibson, Gibson, sorry. Yeah. Brandon Gibson and, and Lou Trishan, Lou Giordano. We've got Overeem and Arlovsky in the main event. Who are we picking? Ian. Uh, I think I'm, I'm actually going to go for Overeem just because I don't, I don't know that, I think they're they're both around the same, but I just I just kind of still feel that that um, Arlovsky's chin is still not quite there. I think you get hit by Overeem, you're going to go down. <laughs> I feel the same way, Tarion. Uh, I would say Overeem just based off his last fight with, with Junior. You know, he looked, he looked, he looked really good. And, you know, he got knocked out Junior. And I mean, no, who's done that? You know, no right. That. So uh, I think you know he'll be riding pretty high in, in terms of confidence, and I 
think he gets it done. Couldn't Orlowski make 205, you think? He's, no. no, he's too no, big. No. You think? He's a big dude. Six, he's, 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 oh, he's really six four. big. Okay, are you liking this fight? I, I got over him. I want Arlovsky to win, but I've have to. I've had to reevaluate me making picks on this <laughs> because of this podcast. Like when I picked Cejudo, even though I shouldn't have. But bias aside, I have to pick over him. I think he. It's going to sound weird, but I don't feel like he's peaked yet. Even though he's been around a long time, Arlovsky was like he was rising. He came back, and then all of a sudden. Just kind of fell flat a little. I think over him gets it done. All right, who else we have on the card? Oh, uh, you got Stefan Struve against Bigfoot Silva. Ooh, Stefan Stefan Struve is my man. I remember one time he was in the hospital and he tweeted me, "And they roasted. Please make me laugh. I'm in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> I, I need someone to make me laugh." And it's ever since then, I've, I was like, "Man, how cool is that? This guy's nice. in the hospital and he wants someone to make him laugh." Uh, I love Stefan Struve. He's fighting uh, Bigfoot Silva. Has not been the same since the. Uh, TRT ban, and I do believe that there's a guy who I think he has some kind of giganticism, or I think he needs it actually. And something's wrong. With he actually has surgery on his pineal gland for it, or something like. Yeah, that. they have to take your yeah, your pituitary gland out, right? To um, if you have that, otherwise you keep growing. So it's like a tumor. Yeah, what it is. Yeah. So for this fight, I'm picking <laughs> Stefan Struve. I I'm and I'm going with my heart. You? I got Stefan Struve. Uh, Bigfoot's. One and three in his last four, and the three losses were all knockouts. Now, how does Struve no win this fight? anymore either? Um, I think Struve can knock him out. Struve said in an interview either yesterday or today that he's going to knock out Bigfoot in the first. I think his range and the fact that Bigfoot's head is the size of this table. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Stefan can land and you know beat him. I mean, I know Stefan hasn't been the same in a while, but Ian, I'm in the same boat. I don't. I just don't think. Same thing. I don't think uh, Bigfoot has a chin at all anymore. No, and I, and Struve is so tall, and and he he seems to get stuff done. Like the couple times I've I thought, oh, he'll lose, he's pulled off great great wins. And I just I just don't think this is not I, the same Bigfoot that beat Fedor, that beat all these guys. And, no, 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 no. Tarion, uh, I'm picking Struve. Too long, too rangy. Hits hard. Um, I got it by head kick knockout. Wow, head well, kick knockout. Very specific there. Uh, well, now hey, we all picked uh, Stefan. Bigfoot's gonna win. <laughs> and now who else we got? Uh, you got Albert Tumanov, the guy Ooh. that knocked out uh, Alan Jabon. Yeah. yeah. He's fighting Gunny Nelson, which is Connor's boy out of Iceland. Tumanov all day. Styles make fights, man. Styles make fights. I think if Gunny, I, I'm going to pick Gunnar Nelson. I'll probably be wrong, but I think Gunny goes out, takes him down, and submits him. Really? Yeah. Based on Gunny's ground game that we've seen where? Uh, you saw him submit um, he Brandon Thatch. He, came he, in with he a, submitted quite a few other guys. The only guy that beat him was Rick Story, and he grinded him. Damian Maya murdered him. Damian oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maya. Master, But though. come on. A fair. ground game against Damian <laughs> Maya? That's like, really? I don't know. That's like Brandon and really Jackson. Know. Against Coming Pablo. off a win over Lawrence Larkin. That dude can uh, bang, man. Over, bang. over Alan Juban. That dude can bang. I'm picking two men off. He yes. That boxing is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because... Jubon's a great striker, and he and he was making Jubon look bad on the feet. He's it's, tough to take down too. Man. That's he the thing like is, is is will will Nelson will Gunner try to take him down, and will he succeed? Because that's the other thing. Sometimes these grapp- sometimes guys are good grapplers. They stand there and they they want to prove something or something. They don't they don't go for shots. They don't clinch. If he takes him down, Gunner he's good on the ground. It, it's over. But I don't know. I don't know if he can get him down. I yeah, mean, I, um, I don't know if Gunner's no. I don't know. Uh, his wrestling is decent, but I don't. I don't know if it's good enough. Just. 
face watching two and us pass fights. People, it's hard for him to take him down. And that that dude, when he puts hands on you, man, he's hard. It's hard. He's good. Good technical boxing. He's he's fluid as well too. These Russians are crazy, man. Yeah, man. You start fighting Something those bears when they're six days old. Man. Something going on in Dagestan. <laughs> I know. Man. Seriously, they like born with cauliflower here. He's yeah. Well, they say what it is too. It's a, that's like kind of like in Thailand, how Muay Thai is like a, a curriculum in school. Like kids like do Muay oh. Thai and PE, like sambo. Like that's basically MMA for them. So they that's time, English they, and yeah. math. Right. So the time exactly. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. the time that their kids, you don't play baseball, you don't play football, you don't play soccer, you, you fight you do MMA. So I think those guys are just they used they used to that. Just, yeah. Speaking of a quick side thing, did anybody see the video of the Reebok store opening in Russia the other day? No. Khabib was there, and there had to be at least a thousand or two thousand Russians rioting to get into the store, get the gear, and meet Kabi. Wow. It was absolutely wow. insanity. It was crazy. You need to have UFC Russia already. You can't walk down the streets <laughs> of Dagestan. You need to have UFC in Russia already. Yeah, really? Have they not had, they've not had a UFC in Russia? They've been, they've been try, they're trying. Yeah, they're oh, trying wow. to get there, but they've never done one. What else you we got? got uh, you got two of your girls. They're not fighting each other. They're in different fights. Two of your girls are on this card. Who? First one, you got Jermaine Derondemy. Love her. Coming back. Against a girl who doesn't have a Wikipedia page named nice. Anna Elmos. All right. I can never count out Rondemy. She's just a badass she kickboxer. She was like 57 and 0 in kickboxing. They were calling her the female Anderson Silva for a while, but then she her ground game needed a thing. But if she's fighting a striker, I like Jermaine all day. I, I like Jermaine. Uh, and then uh, Heather Joe Clark got a tough Joe fight. Clark is fighting uh, Carolina the girl Kovalkovich. Who, the, the girl who beat Randa, Marcos. Carolina. Yeah, yeah that girl looked really good against Randa. But I saw, I'm going with Heather based on the fact that she's my friend. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I want her to win. And Heather has underrated power. I mean, she 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 beat she hurt Rowdy Beck. Uh, she, I know she lost to Felice, but she fought Felice with a torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, she's never been healthy, and she's got a good camp. And that Misha Jim... Is uh they're, they're they're happy now. Extreme Couture represent right here. Uh, who do you like in that fight? You know, I I don't know, I don't know her very well, but I do know that Carolina's <laughs> she's a monster. Monster, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I, I can't. I'd be speaking from ignorance if I knew on the other side. I haven't paid attention. Well, to that's what we do but... here on the podcast. And, and, and you, uh, I'm gonna go with Heather. Just yeah, just based off experience. And she's got a booty. All right. So uh, <laughs> what else we got? Um, there's not really – Chris Wade is fighting Rustam Kabalov. That's a good fight. Kabalov is a beast. He's the guy that threw uh, Vince, right? Yeah, I was head. at that fight. Oh, my God. Chris Wade is the guy that uh, – Chris Wade's fight, yeah. He's tough. Yeah, he, Long Island kid. Good wrestler. Yeah, he's a yeah, good, good wrestler. But you know what, though? Uh, when, when Christos fought him, if Christos would have just kept a little bit more range, every time he hit Wade, Wade like backed up and got kind of got rocked from it. Um I don't. I don't know. This could be. This could be. Chris Wade's undefeated in the UFC, though, right? Undefeated in the UFC. Tough Long yeah. Island kid, good wrestler, attitude, yeah. spunk. Good wrestler. Uh, but this other kid no. was a guy that knocked out my buddy Vince Pichel with yeah. a back with three suplex. German suplexes. Three German suplexes. Yeah. I'm yeah. going with Dagestan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was at that fight, and I, he just hit one, and I'm like, "Whoa!" But he hasn't looked that good since, another. though. Since that fight, he's been. Uh, he's. He's. Yeah, he hasn't done great. Um, I think he was the one that beat Norman Park, and then they cut him. They cut Park. Um, but yeah, I mean his his showing of Vince Pichel is highlight reel. They show it all the time. I'm going with Chris yeah. Wade. Who else we got? Um, the only other like big name fight on that is uh, Horiguchi, who fought Demetrius. Yeah, uh, against Neil Tutap Siri, one of uh, one of Connor's guys. Yeah, an Irish guy. No way. 
Horiguchi. Yeah, Horiguchi's a very, very tough kid, and he changed camps, too. Just say no way. No way. That kid, I don't know, man. Some of those guys, especially some of those, like, Japanese guys, like, they don't know. They don't always win, but you can't put those guys away. I don't know what it is. Japanese guys, yeah, like some of the yeah, small, but they're like, not small, as successful Jap- in the UFC as they are in Japan. Yeah, and stuff. they're no. not fighting they other Japanese guys. They say it's a struggle for when they have to come over here, a flight or something like that. It's a struggle, but when they when you fight, when they fight over there, they do so much better. But I also feel like the UFC wants to build that market, yeah. so they put them up against guys that are really good matchups. For some of these guys over in Japan and China, it just seems like they put strikers against strikers. You know, like they, right. it seems like sometimes, and, and sometimes that actually hurts them because yeah. this dude knows that he's going over there to lose and yeah. he's like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not letting, I'm not, I'm not being Horiguchi, a poster boy. Though, that kid's well rounded, man. He's he fast. moves really well. He's fast. He's got it's good fun. ground game. He's, and he he's just trained, he changed, uh, changed camps too. He's out at ATT now. Oh, well, then he maybe left he left Kid Yamamoto's gym. <laughs> he's at ATT. Yeah. So he's training out of Florida, which, like, kind of sucks for the traveling thing because now he's got to go back near where yeah. he was originally from. Yeah. But I don't like well, when they say it's actually better. Go, for some reason, it's better going there. It's easier going there than it is coming here and fighting. Yeah, because probably because the, the it's a plus time is. instead yeah. of right. a reverse. So, uh, Rotterdam. So then, Invictus this week. You got Invictus on Saturday. I will be there. Yes, I'm very excited. Shannon gave me four tickets, and I told Bubba and his wife I would tickets. But then I ran into Ben and asked him and his girlfriends. So now I don't have a ticket, uh, <laughs> so I got to figure out. I got to ask her. Are you are you definitely coming or no? You and your girlfriend? Yeah, we're down. But you, I mean, Bubba and his wife Well, I got I got to text Shannon see if I can get more tickets. Oh, I, you're not I, inviting Greg. No, you don't no want him to fucking way. <laughs> I invited Greg Wilson last time, and he screamed, "Killer!" He had to move him. He had to move. I moved seats. away from him because he was yelling, "Killer!" Knock her out. Not even for anybody in particular. I can't. Somebody. You know, years ago, I, I, I feel bad saying that. Years ago, I was at. Um, I think it was the second BJ Penn Matt Hughes fight, and um, there was a guy. And I think I don't know what. There was a guy right in front of me that was. He was deaf. So that made him louder, of course. But also, I just felt bad. He was screaming the entire time. Like, even when Matt Hughes and BJ Penn weren't fighting, Matt Hughes! Oh, God. Matt Hughes! And it was the only time I'm like, God, I feel bad because he's like a, a deaf guy, but I want to punch this guy in the face so bad. But he's screaming for three hours, Matt Hughes! And oh, we're just my like, God. oh, my. And then, USA! And it's like, you realize no. that Hawaii's in the USA, right? Like, <laughs> It's, like, it's no. not connected. It's yeah, like, exactly. Wow. That's, it isn't connected. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and then that guy later became Matt Hamill. Oh. That, is the story. that is the story. Yeah, but he has, he has the easiest fight path. He doesn't need to listen to his corner. By the way, Matt Hamill is fighting in on uh he's fighting in that uh that Venator fight. He's fighting yeah, Sokaju. I know. That it's it's Mayhem versus Luke Barnard. Matt That's Hamill, May 21st. May 21st. Weeks. Matt Hamill versus Sokaju. Who's uh, Paul Harris versus some German dude, I think? Cody McKenzie. The, the only person that, that Paul Harris should fight is Gilbert <laughs> Ivel. <laughs> Two guys who just always get DQ'd. That's just the, the I think he should DQ's. fight Kyle Maynard. He's the guy with no legs and no arms. Oh. Because then he can't. <laughs> yeah, that would be some. Anyway, so wow. listen. Mike Kyle. Uh, so yes, Invicta's this weekend. Too. Invicta, but we're, right now we're, we're going to talk to a girl in Invicta right now, and then we're going to ask her about the card. She's fighting for the title. She's got a tough fight against. It's fighting a girl who's undefeated, nine and zero against uh, her last name is Souza. Not so only could she dethrone her undefeated, she could uh, 
prevent Livia getting UFC contract after yeah, this Yeah, this fight. girl, yeah, she's uh, Angela Hill has been looking like a monster since going to Invicta. Uh, you know, and it makes her, sense. I mean, her she video was, on Instagram yesterday was hilarious. She was one and all. Hello? Hey, Angie Hill. Hey, how's the, it going? Good, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, CB Gold, as well as Ian Harris and Terion Ware. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You got your big fight coming up, the the championship fight this Saturday night in Victor at the OC Fair. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Nice. I mean, you're you're undefeated in Victor right now. You're, you're at two knockouts. Your last <laughs> knockout, that girl hasn't even woken up yet. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was a beast. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been I've been trying to creep on her and see if she's still around. And- <laughs> Haven't seen anything yet, so yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm seriously because normal a lot of times with the girls, you don't see knockouts. You, you know, you see a lot of decisions or submissions, but you have some serious power in your hands. Yeah, um, you know, I always knew it was there, but it's kind of hard to keep your feet under you when you're transitioning into MMA. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I've made some good improvements and figured out how to like get my footing just right and keep from getting put on my ass every time I throw a punch. So, uh, so yeah, it's been working out for me. Last time you were on the show, you were living, you, you, you and your boyfriend were homeless. Uh, you were living in a gym. Uh, you guys were sleeping the well, floor. Well, we were living in a gym, so we're not, we, we had a home. You, you, you had a home. You were living in North Carolina. It was a church. It was at a church. You were, you were, you were begging yeah. for food. Well, you know, we'll fight for food. Uh, we had a sign. Yes. But now you're at Alliance. Has that been the difference? Oh, yeah. Um, I think, I think just, being around a lot of people who are, you know, living the lifestyle. Like before, when we were living in church, uh, we were training with maybe two other pro fighters and that was it. Everyone else was kind of casuals or amateurs. And so being able to come out here and train with not only like guys who are like at that level, but a bunch of women too, who are at that level made a huge difference for me. Like the only time I actually got to, feel how I felt against a girl my size was when I fought. So I really wasn't going in there with much like real experience. So now I feel like I've been able to catch up to all the other girls who've been like training and fighting forever. And yeah, I feel like it's made a big difference. Now, I mean, you, it's been, so far the results have been great. I mean, you, I was at that one fight, you threw like a, a 90 piece combo on this chick. It was, you were like Vander and Silva in his prime, uh, and back in yeah. the pride days. And, and then this, yeah, that was fun. That, that was awesome. Um, now who are you training? You training with Jessica Penny over there at Alliance and who are some of the girls training with? Yeah. Yeah. I get to train with Jess a lot. Um, Beck comes in and out. Um, she comes in during fight camp. So I get to train with her too. Um, then also uh, Chris Stanley, who's on the card. I get to train with, She's like a vicious. She did that uh, that world star hip hop like spin kick knockout. So <laughs> so she's she's pretty big deal. I get to train with her and get kicked in the head by her a lot. Wow. And uh, Paulina Granados as well. She's fighting on a uh, Combate America on Monday, the Monday after my fight. So we got a lot of good good girls who are um, 
training up there. We got a good squad. Nice. Are you training with uh, like do you do you and Dom, does Dominic teach classes and Phil Davis and those guys? Are you, are you taking working one out with those guys? They don't teach. They don't teach necessarily, um, but they do drop little nuggets of knowledge here and there. Um, like if, if like Dom sees me doing something stupid, or like Phil sees me like shooting a shooting a takedown, like a. Uh, what is it called? Like a uh, middle schooler, then he'll let me know, you know. So it's like it's cool being able to get knowledge from all those guys. Now, and the last time we had you on the show, uh, the girls told me that um, when the cameras weren't on in the Ultimate Fighter, they had a survey of how often do you masturbate. That was that they were passing around. That. <laughs> and, and you're, oh my god, this doesn't! I'm gonna die with this attached to my name. <laughs> and then your answer was until my fingers get wrinkly. Um, <laughs> which, well, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily like it, it was a. The way the game worked was he had to guess who said what answer. Yes. So it could have been true. Could have not been true. Just he had to guess who wrote it. I think so. that is the greatest answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, I could just imagine. They all guessed it was me. I, could, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, a girl yeah. who's keeping her fingers in her wet vagina until they get wrinkly. I mean, that's that's got to be like that's got to be like hours in there. You that's, can't you can't break it down. Then it just sounds raunchy and horrible. You just gotta, <laughs> you got to leave a little to the imagination. No way. I leave nothing to the imagination. I think that's that's amazing. Now I met your husband. Very cool white dude. Uh, did other people give you a hard time for dating white dudes where the sister's like, oh, shit, or, like, do they, 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 they give you dirty looks at the mall or anything? Was that, no? No. No, you know what? Um, the only time I would get shit was from guys in Manhattan. It was really weird. Like, we were living in Brooklyn since he moved to the States. Like, he's from Scotland. Uh, so we were living in, like, pretty much shitty neighborhood since we since we were living in New York and we would never get shit in Brooklyn because I guess everyone's like oh yeah white dude he's poor like us probably because he's living in this shitty neighborhood um but when I when we would go to Manhattan we're walking around um every now and then we get some guy trying to pick on him I guess because they thought that he they could so uh so yeah I, I always thought that was really funny the fact that like you know just because is this white bald guy who wore glasses walking around in Manhattan? That's automatically, me. he's like some dweeb. Yeah, right? some dweeb you can pick on. Oh um, uh, yeah, he's yeah. like a, I've, he's a I've had to killer. hold him back. Nice. Now, yeah, now, now, he's, he's, he's a, a fighter too. Fighter too. He's a fighter. He's, he's yeah, he, he's a fighter. He's he did a uh, amateur Muay Thai, uh, but he's had about like uh, I think twelve or thirteen fights. Um, but yeah, he's he's a dirty motherfucker. Like we 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 joked around, <laughs> we joked about calling him Cheat Shot as his nickname because <laughs> uh, his first his first two fights he ended up like mean someone when the, from the ground, and then he punched someone from the ground, which isn't allowed in Muay Thai. Have you ever had somebody? Have you ever had somebody? I had I had a friend who was a fighter, and his girlfriend was also a fighter. But everyone knew that he was a fighter, but they didn't know she was. 
So she got she had a fight and she uh, was all nice. she was all all beat up and they're walking down the street and everyone knew he was a fighter because he's fairly well known and people would look at him like yeah all right dude whatever does that ever happen <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen you beat up and yeah. then like hand you a card yeah okay. we like to we like to kind of like play with it a little bit and see what happens like uh, he'd be on the subway and I'd have a black eye and uh, I'll start saying something to him and he'll go what shut up <laughs> and he'll, like oh, grab man. the back of my neck see we get reaction out of anyone people just look they never really say anything but one time I, I had like a nice little knot on my forehead I caught an elbow from a fight and um and I was walking my husband to work and these kids were on the corner like on the on at the um what do you call it at the like corner store or whatever and I walk on to work they don't say anything I walk back and they're like ma ma you all right, Ma? <laughs> oh, wow. So I, th- I thought that was cute that they, like, waited for him to go to work and then asked me if I was okay. But I was like, yeah, it's okay. I got in a fight. And they're like, oh, you want? I was like, yeah, I want. So- nice. <laughs> nice. Now, now you got a so, big yeah. fight coming up. You're fighting a girl, Livia Souza, and who's undefeated. She's 8-0 uh, with seven mm-hmm. stoppages. This chick is a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? Mm. What's the goal? What's the plan? Uh, how do you see this fight going? Tell us everything, all your secrets. <laughs> all the secrets, so she can hear. Yes. She doesn't speak English, so uh, it's cool. There you go. But um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm just gonna try to beat her up, you know, just try to keep it on the feet and just work all the stuff I've been working with, like footwork and movement. Um, I have I've been training with uh, Jessica Penny since like since my last fight in the UFC so I've just been up in my game on the ground too and and just really feeling what it feels like to roll with a, a really high level uh, girl on the ground so I feel really prepared for this fight and I think it's coming at the right time yeah I mean I, I think that you know you kind of got a little short change because you had your record was 1-0 and before going into the UFC then they threw you up against Carla Sparza, Tisha Torres, people who've had so much more experience than you have. So you, you know, you went to Invicta, uh-huh. you got your, you're getting your feet wet, you're actually getting experience now, and so that when you when you get back to the UFC, if you do, and if that's what you want, you're going to be a whole different fighter. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, I think I'm definitely going the right route now, but. Um, you know, I, I don't regret being thrown up against those people before because if I didn't, I wouldn't be working half as hard as I am now. Like, um, I would have been coasting, you know. I would have been like, oh, I don't need to train that hard. I don't need to wrestle that hard or do jiu-jitsu that much because I can just, you know, kill people on the feet and right. I'll be okay. Um, and being able to go up against people like that early in my career kind of, like, laid the foundation for, okay, you got to – work on this shit and you got to keep working on it until you're ready to beat the shit out of those people you lost to and then some. You're so, you're so hard so on yeah, yourself it's, though. It's like, you're so hard on yourself. Like <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing it in Victor. You won, right? You looked amazing. And I said, Hey, great job. And you're like, yeah, it's about time. I, I could you finally celebrate something. I'm like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> you're so hard like on yourself. And, and then, and then when you, and then when you lost a fight, I, I, I DM'd you, Hey, keep your head up. And you're like, Oh, wow. Wow, I guess you're not a, a complete asshole. I was just like, like you're so bad at taking compliments. Or I am. I can't take it. I want to like when you compliment me, I want to like throw the phone down. Like, <laughs> you're so bad at that. Yeah, no. I'm, 
gotta... I can't. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I see where I can be, but it, I, I still feel like I have a lot of work to do. So, yeah, you, you, you have to be hard on yourself. You can't be feeling yourself too much because that's when you fuck up. And uh, I definitely feel like I was feeling myself on my way to tough, <laughs> you know, just because I'm like, oh, I showed up and I didn't expect to get on the show and I'm on the show. So, so yeah, I feel like the the harder I am on myself, the better I perform. And nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've always been like that. I can't take compliments. Well, don't, if, don't if and when me. you beat this girl <laughs> and we give you compliments, take the compliment, okay? Uh, okay, uh, I'll I'll try. I'll try really hard. <laughs> now, now, now we have a, a fellow striker, uh, African American. Are you black? I don't, I'm half black, half Guatemalan. Half black, half Guatemalan. <laughs> nice. That's that's confusing. Okay, yeah. now, um, so your mom's Guatemalan. Wait, how? Yeah. Oh, nice. No, your mom's Guatemalan. Your dad's black. Yeah. And where where did they, where did they meet? That's a um, that's a fancy. Out here. Yeah. Out here. Yeah. Well, my mom was born here, but my grandmother was born over there, and she came over here. Uh, do uh, do do you have any advice or anything to say to Angie? Uh, yeah, I would say just. Um, because, I mean, I know she's fought at a higher level than I have so far, but as far as experience and, and fights have gone, I've had... Yeah, Nate, thanks. Between, um, between uh, amateur and pro fights, I've had like 32 fights, and I would just, I would just tell her, just um, from my experience, just try to enjoy yourself as well. Like, um, you're going to keep getting better just because you are hard on yourself and you expect so much of yourself. Like, like for me right now, like, like when I win, like, I'm not... I, I don't really celebrate it because I until I get into the UFC. Like, I want to That's my goal is to get into the UFC. Um, but also at the same mm-hmm. time, um, you know, you don't want to look back on, you know, on the journey that you're, you're taking to get there and to get where you want to be in your goals and not have had any fun with it. So I would just say, you know, enjoy yourself a little bit, you know, a little, and, you know, yeah. and, you know, when people give you compliments, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Angie, are you the only black, fi- are you, are you the, are you the only black female ever in the UFC? Um, I, it's kind of, it's kind of a gray area because, um, you know, you have Jermaine Durami. Um, she's Dutch. I think she's Dutch born. So I guess, I guess that I'm not sure if that counts. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, okay. but then you also have, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. It doesn't count. But then you also have, um, Marion Renault and I'm not sure. What she's she, Brazil- I think she's, she's like, like Brazilian. She's Belizean. She's, she's Belizean. kind of mixed. She's Belizean. She's it's actually right next to Guatemala. Oh, yeah. so you're the only African American. You're the yeah. only African American yeah, in the history. Yeah, I'm the only African. You can't just say black because then it could be yeah, right. kind of black. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I mean, the fact that you're the only African American in the history of the UFC, that's a female. That's pretty damn. That You're like in the, in the record books. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, if they write that, I, I don't know if they're going to write it. <laughs> They'll never put that, that in there. Really? No, I, thought, I really thought that they were going to uh, push that uh, aspect a little bit just because, I mean, I felt like it was a big deal. Um, but I didn't realize just because there were these other women who, who I hadn't looked into, I didn't realize they were from different countries. Um, but then somebody told me, I think, uh, who was it? It was uh, Mark Ramondi. He he told me at a like a press conference or something. I was like, oh shit, really cool, you know. So, that's that's pretty. So, yeah, they never they never uh, made an effort to like mention that or make any type of deal about that at all. Wow, um, which I think is yeah, kind of 
I, a missed opportunity. I heard they know, were trying but, to have, change your name to Becky oh well. too. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to change your name to Becky, which is complete <laughs> bullshit. By the way, your your intro. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. Ashley Hill. <laughs> Ashley Hill. Your, your, by the way, your intro was amazing. When you had that war paint and you were doing that dance that you. Ah, uh, uh, nice. You mean Dalsum from Street Fighter? Is that what you were doing? Dalsum. That's what she was doing. <laughs> oh, I, I had no video idea. Game. Oh, I didn't know. I was doing a video game thing. Oh, and <laughs> Roxanne did Mortal Kombat that same way. Oh, I had no idea. I don't know what that yeah. was. Oh, I thought that, you, know, you got to play more video oh, games man. then, Adam. Oh, I thought that was just kind of African. Da- I thought you were like honoring your heritage or something. Oh, I was like. <laughs> well, no. That's the funny thing. You know, people actually got angry about that because they posted a headshot. And all you saw were the skulls and the war paint. And people were like, oh, my God, what is she doing? Is she doing some kind of voodoo thing? That's racist. Oh How dare she? You should have you know, like, like, That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I thought that's what she was doing. I was like, that's yeah, pretty right? damn cool. I was <laughs> like, By the way, can, can you be racist against you? That's racist. You're making fun of. Your own, own people. people. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a racist. Right? Like, you can be a racist black. I know racist black people. I know black people that don't like black people. Yeah, that's true. There are, there are, there are. My dog doesn't like dogs. I mean, <laughs> he's like racist against his own dogs. No, but I thought that's what you were doing. I thought you were honoring something. I thought I was pretty damn cool. I was like, oh, I didn't know there's a video well, game. Well, I wanna, I wanna do it one day. I think, I think it was pretty funny. Um, who's that fighter? There's the, uh, ah, there's this fighter in glory. Um, He's, I think he's like a, he's, I can't remember where he's from, but he always walks out in the, with the spear and the shield. Oh, wow. I think you might <laughs> be talking oh, about Zach Mokesa. I don't Does know. Does he come out I like, I think he comes out like an African dashiki <laughs> no, and stuff. the glory in New York, wow. but um, uh, yeah, he always does that. Bad. He always walks out with the, with the spear and the shield and like a little grass skirt. And he's like the most awesome thing ever. He does it every fucking time. No, I heard but, in order to. Uh, yeah. I heard in order to piss off your opponent who's from Mexico, you're walking out with Donald Trump. Is that, <laughs> is that true? She's <laughs> from Brazil. Oh, she's from Brazil. Yeah, well, from Brazil. Oh, I thought she was Mexican. Oh, okay. So. I guess the joke nah. doesn't work. <laughs> I know. Are you guys? Is there is there any shit talking involved with you and this girl? You know, I tried to a little bit, but like. I don't know. It's, it's like lost in translation. Like I, if I say something, it's like she'll repeat the same thing over and over again. It's, it's never in reaction to what I say. So it's kind of boring because uh. you can't really, you know, you can't have a conversation or like, you know, back and forth. Mm. You just goes, oh, you, you need to shut up and train. <laughs> and uh, like I posted a photo of, I was wearing like, I looked super 90s. Like I looked like crisscross. It had like a, it was a throwback Thursday. I had a backwards cap on and my brother's hand-me-downs. And I wrote, oh, throwback Thursday, back to when I used to dress like Livia. And I tagged her in it. <laughs> and she didn't like that at all. Oh, she got God. really upset. She's like, oh, you you would never be like me. You need to train more and shut up. And then, like, you know, it's, <laughs> any time. But at the same time, she was like the first person to like and comment on the photo. So, oh, like, yeah. she's kind of a dork. Like, she doesn't have really... <laughs> that much going on aside from this fight so i can't wait for yeah, the fight. i don't know i can't wait for the fight. I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing you win and, and seeing you beat this out uh, this undefeated girl and getting that that belt um, i'm i'm really happy for you yeah. I'm, I'm really really proud of you because you, you've had a, a tough road in the ufc but you you overcome it you're you're a survivor and i you know i, I love it yeah i love it i'm a 
a survivor. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for that. No, I'm a big fan. Now, I, I know appreciate that guy, I know, your love. Oh, lots of love. I know that guys, uh, <laughs> I know that guys abstain from sex before fights. Do girls do the same thing or no? <laughs> we just get our fingers wrinkly. No. <laughs> Boom, call back. <laughs> Boom. Drop the mic. Right <laughs> um, no, uh, I I mean, I'd, I'd try to get it in before, like, before it gets too close because, like, you don't want to, you don't want to go in all tense, but at the same time, you don't want to go in too relaxed. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would suggest that you get it in that weekend or maybe Monday. Monday, okay. I, wow, <laughs> well, today's Monday. Wow, what, a, what a coincidence. <laughs> I think my husband will be uh, watching, listening to this later on today. But With a big smile yeah, on his yeah. face. Come home with flowers. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, it was an honor to have you on. Uh, the fight is this Saturday night on Fight Pass. Uh, you can still buy tickets at the OC Hangar at the OC Fair. I will be there signing autographs. Not kidding. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will oh, be there. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there watching the fights. I can't wait. Are you going, Ian? Uh, when, when is it's it? It's Saturday again? night. It's the Saturday. No, I'm not. I'm going to be in Phoenix. What are you doing in Phoenix? Uh, Stand Up Live. Nice. Okay, yeah. you're doing comedy. And mm. I, know, I know you're going to be there. I will be there. Uh, Terry, are you going to the fight? I don't know. I might take my kids with me. Take your, yeah, How many kids do you have? Two. Two. Are you married? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The same, the, the, are the kids with the, with the wife or? Yeah, right. Well, they're probably at the... No, I'm saying like they came out of her womb. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You needed to phrase that differently. <laughs> that was phrased now, now, now the next question is both of them? <laughs> <laughs> same, same well, one? No, the funny... So it's, it's actually super hilarious because... So my wife is El Salvadorian. She's Hispanic. Um, but my son, he came out like my complexion. He's really dark. And then my, my daughter came out her complexion. But whenever my wife is with my son in public, uh, and this just happened to her uh, like the 15th time maybe... She was at a party, and someone asked her if she was the nanny. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh so bad. She was so bad. They were just hitting on her, hoping she was the nanny. She, she texts me all the time. She's like, another person just did, and I just die laughing. <laughs> so, funny. so funny. See, I always worry that that's going to happen to me when we have kids, because my husband's like, Super, super white. Your kids are gonna be so cute. Your kids are gonna be adorable. You're gonna have little, little mixed kids. Oh, so cute. Little, little curly red afros. <laughs> Love it. Listen, thank you so much, Angie. I will see you on Saturday, and uh, good luck with everything. Yes. Thanks, man. Oh, and uh, make sure to check out the Wayans because we got something fun planned for that. Too. Oh, all right. Where cool. are, are the Wayans? Where are the Wayans? Because I know they were a punishment last time. Uh, I think they're going to be at the hotel this time. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, punishment. I think Cyborg had that arranged. So she's not on this card. So I think it's just going to be at the hotel. Nice. Well, listen, good luck with everything and take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. That was Angie Hill. Bye. Uh, and that was our podcast. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher. You feel like you need to make some change in your life? Check out Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. Daniel Martinez is the guy uh, who founded Decipher, and he knows what he's talking about. He is a great, great guy, uh, class act, and he's a genius. So uh, call him and... Uh, He's a very, uh, called Decipher at one 731 coach That's one 731 2622 as well as Tip a Fighter. Listen, we got to get these people more money, okay? Terry, <laughs> join Tip a Fighter, okay, for your next fight, oh, oh, RFA oh. fight. 
Well, the audience will. I'm telling you, I actually I tipped Kyra for her fight. She pulled off a twister. Dude, I saw that. It was insane, right? I saw yeah. it. It was that was unreal. It was unreal. And the girl's just like, "What? How am I getting hit? Like I can't even move." I'm and like I gave a her thirty five bucks. And then and then, put, and then pro- protested. They, she actually protested. She's like, "Why did we stop it?" And we were. I was in the back with Shannon Rich. And Shannon the Rich, he was right here. And he goes. We counted, and he goes, I don't know, 58 fucking punches to the head? <laughs> Maybe that's why I got right. we counted 58 punches to the head. Well, Neil Magny hit Lombard with, what, 124, yeah, I think yeah. it was? Well, uh, yeah, well, I, I gave her 35 bucks for that. I was like, you know right. what, $35, yeah. here you go, take my money. Um, now, also, tip a fighter, uh, Jordan Parsons, uh, who fought Bubba Jenkins, who happens to be a really good guy, came on the podcast, nice, nice kid, talented athlete. Bright Future just had his leg amputated due to a hit and run accident that oh, happened uh, over the weekend. There is a tip of fighter page that Bubba Jenkins set up. Hundred uh, percent of the proceeds go to him, so it's on Bubba's uh, Bubba Jenkins MMA as well as MMA Roasted. You could tip him. Um, I know. I also uh, the, he's got a, also a GoFundMe page. Okay, so make sure you uh, you uh, you donate to that guy. And they they're, they're raising money for his medical stuff. And, yeah, he's uh, still in a coma. He's, he's fighting for his life. Fighting for his life. He's a, a black zillion. He's super nice, talented. Just you know, hitting fucking people. They're just life is short. If, if it, you know, if it, life is short, so make sure you cherish every day. And, and if and, any of our fans in South Florida are listening, there is. Um, they're looking out for a silver Range Rover with a busted side mirror. Uh, that was the hit and run um, person, like the person involved. They're trying to get more information to try and bring this, bring some justice to Jordan Parsons and his family for this horrible incident. Okay. Uh, so on a brighter note, Ian Harris, uh, where are you going to Arizona this weekend? Yeah, I'll be uh, actually Sunday night. I got to go Saturday, but Sunday night doing uh, stand up live uh, with me and my buddy Ty Barnett doing. Um, it's in Phoenix, right? Yeah, Phoenix. In Phoenix, uh, Stand Up Live. And um, yeah, so any, anybody who's around, come check it out. It's a, it's a really cool show, really fun show. So um, that's pretty much it. But I was going to say, I've been trying to do this for for this guy, for Terran. Twitter, if you're on Twitter, go on and tweet at Dana White. Tweet at Sean Shelby to get this kid in. This kid will mess most people up in the UFC at 135. We got. I'm telling everybody yeah, out there. First of all, tweet. you can't say mess most people up. You got to say he will mess everybody up okay. in the UFC. All right, sure. He's, he's going to beat John Jones. He's no, 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 at, at 135. No, 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 he, he will beat everybody. At no, seriously, seriously. Mega talented, deserves to be there. He's fought everybody they've thrown at him. He's fought, you know, they told us to wait. We wait, we wait, we wait. Then they say, take a fight, we fight. Uh, Luke Sanders, five rounds. Almost, I mean, it's a crazy-ass fight. Luke gets pulled up. Then we fight Leandro Higo. Badass, crazy fight all the way to the end. Leandro Higo gets pulled up. Like, we fight everybody they, they give us. He's not ducked a single person. And and this kid needs to be in the UFC. So I'm like, whatever we can. Anybody who's out there listening, So for the LA card, UFC 199. Right? That's an LA card. They finalized right? that already. But well, you never know. Someone could Somebody drop could out. out. But who, know, know who cares? End of the year. We don't care. By, by, by 2017, we want Terry on Flash wearing the UFC. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also, so guys, uh, I am taping. Uh, every Tuesday night, I'm at the Dime Bar. Uh, so go to the Dime Bar. Also, please watch my show on Oxygen, Living with Funny. It's on every Tuesday uh, night on Oxygen uh, at 9 o'clock. And then it airs 13 times on the week, during the week. Uh, as well, I'm taping an MTV show this Wednesday, if you want tickets, hit me up for to the live taping. It's a fun show. Uh, I just got my jokes back that have been approved. I was sweat. I was sweating that out. Jesus Christ, I was sweating that out. And I'm Jewish, so for me to say Jesus. Um, so uh, and then 
Where am I going to be at? At the end of the month, uh, I, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm all over. But uh, in June, I'm in Rochester, New York. Uh, I got a gig coming up in Calgary, uh, coming up in Arizona. Got a gig coming up in Edmonton, Minnesota, uh, Florida. So yeah, uh, go to adamhunter.com. You can see it. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came on the show. Brandon, Six Guns, Gibson, uh, Lutrition. Uh, thanks for coming on, Lou, as well as our first ever bare knuckle press conference between Shannon Rich and Bobby Gunn and my girl Angie Hill, a uh, beautiful sister who uh, who fights and uh, it's just just uh, it's a fun chick. Uh, I'm I'm on Team Hill, so thank you uh, as well as Terry on Flashware. How can people find you on Twitter? Um, Twitter, you can um, um, flash underscore. Is it underscore? No, it's just flash MMA on uh, on Twitter. Flash MMA. Yeah, flash you underscores. Sure? In- Instagram is my flash. Instagram is flash underscore MMA. Okay, but uh, if you if you hit flash MMA on any of it, it'll pop up. And if people want to watch you fight, um, tune in July fifteenth. Um, Where it's it's going to be on Should Access be on TV. TV. Um, but uh, what about live? Um, well, I don't, it'll be in Minnesota. So, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure Minnesota. people will, we have fans in Minnesota. Right, come so, see yeah, you. If you're out in Minnesota, man, come down, man. If you ever, if, if you're a fan of MMA, man, I, I put on good, uh, good, exciting fights, man. So, and if anybody wants to buy the microphones that I've bought, uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, they're, they're a hundred dollars each. Uh, they're the, the old school mics that like come up. Uh, they have the thing. The, Are they USB though? Because you said they don't work with a soundboard, so they're USB. They have a soundboard a in computer. it. They go right to a computer, but I need a soundboard. They're 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 like high quality hundred dollar microphones, three hundred bucks. That I spent a hundred dollars each at a uh, where where did I buy them? Fries at fries. Yes. Okay. Listen. Uh, thank you, Ben, for everything. Uh, also follow Ben's girlfriend, Annie Letterman. She's funny as shit. She's one of the best comedians out there, best female comedians, especially, but best comedians out there. She's funny. We work together. She's, she's filthy. Uh, she's raw. Uh, Annie Letterman, I'm telling you, I, I highly recommend her. Uh, and she's hot. I don't know how the fuck Ben got her. But listen, uh, thank you guys so much. This Thursday, we're going to have Tanya Avenger in studio. And we also have Panny Kanzat uh, calling in. Uh, and uh, we got a great show Thursday. So thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye.